Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. We've entered the early stages of an industrial age that has begun taming the wilderness across the world. And while progress brings solutions, it also brings new and more complex problems, and tends to pick at old wounds left unhealed. The first trains have begun to run in the north along with airships, but the long-ignored issues of stolen land, pollution, and deforestation have begun to fester, to name only a few. But our focus and our second story is on one small group of new allies and their own struggles and battles against a changing, dangerous world. Our particular window in time falls 500 years after the Calamity and the Great Shattering of Harris. With any luck, this story will resonate across time like the last. Christmas Fortune Mayor, a dodgy charlatan formerly of the Jade Street Crows Gang, but he doesn't remember that part of his life. With a five-year memory gap and having only recently rediscovered friends he'd forgotten, Christmas is suddenly on a dangerous path left by his former self. Thankfully, he's a master of charm, theatrics, and disguise, and when those don't work, he has found family that, whether he remembers them or not, will fight to the last beside him. Magda Renly, a professional mercenary and member of the revered title clan of Monster Hunters. With a wasting curse weighing on her shoulders that can't be dismissed by normal means, Magda has been left to search for an unconventional cure. Now, she's found herself with a group of allies she didn't ask for, and friends whose love she doesn't understand. Years of dealing with regret, ill health, and distrust have left her slow to ask for help. Noah Barago, a cheery alchemist from Reese's Ridge and son of a well-known engineer and apothecarist. Noah's upbringing was colorful, to say the least, leading to his expertise in potions and mechanical contraptions. He's out in the world to find new ideas and support the family business. But now, he's stumbled into a pile of issues that most rich kids from the suburbs just don't deal with. But in his own words, usually with a gun and a grin leveled at the current problem, don't you worry there, guy, everything's gonna be hunky-dory. Thustrak Wildborn, a wandering warrior from the Nathar clan and student of the runic battle traditions of the giant kin. Raised by folk who believed in the survival of the fittest, but refused to adapt to the modern world, Thustrak left the clan to seek outside knowledge to hopefully bring home one day. He is set on helping his people survive, even if they are stuck in their old ways and don't realize how badly they need his insight. Yeah, we are live, yeah. Sorry. I was, I was trying to, I was trying to think of something funny to say, and all I could think of was titty. And then I tried titty. to search for a date in my spreadsheet, and I started typing titty. Just titty. That's what I'm looking for. Jesus Christ. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. I'm your Dungeon Master, Taylor Wallace, and joining me, I have Astrid Knight. Hello, you can find me basically everywhere at Hello, you can find me basically everywhere at Astro K Rights. 
uh, or on my website, astronite.com. I have a book. It's called Perception Check. Look at that. Do you like D&D? Well, good news. I got a book for you. Uh, it's available pretty much everywhere now. Also, I got cool bookmarks in the mail today. That was pretty neat. Look, bookmarks. Yay, neat. Um, yeah, and then also, if you're in the Holland, Michigan area, I'm going to be doing a signing. I don't really feel like the whole internet showing up uh, to uh, that place, but if you really want to know, it's out there. The info, you can find it. The end. Wow, very professional. Blake Wolf. Hi. <laughs> I'm Blake R. Wolf, and I've written a butt-ton of books, a metric butt-ton, which is yes. actually a so, dozen, in case anybody so was wondering. Um, and they're all fantasy and gay and D&D and animals that have codependency issues. Um, I think there's like a fat whale in one as well, so if you're into that, there you go. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Blake R. Wolf, or you can find me on Instagram at Blake R. Wolf. You will not find me on Twitter, because Twitter's terrible. Mm. Yes. Indeed. Zach Gale. Hi, I'm Zachary Gale. Uh, I have a book coming out in October called Some Empty Houses Might Really Be Haunted. Uh, it is a collection of short horror fiction. So if you like creepy shit, uh, you should definitely check it out. Congratulations. Uh, you that can... book now actually haunts my nightmares. Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh -huh. uh, uh -oh. uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Zachary G. Author. I'm fucking terrible at it, but you know. I'm trying. Uh, and uh, I have a website, ZacharyGauthor.com, and I have not been able to bring myself to make a TikTok yet because I have anxiety. You should try it sometime. It's fun. Just shimmy. Yeah. Just shimmy. Just yep. shake my fat around. You saw me, uh, like, <laughs> crouching fairly on, like, my bench earlier on TikTok. All right, guys, this intro is supposed to be short and sweet. <laughs> and lastly, we have our beloved stream master, Zach Koo. Cheers. Uh, I have a very small digital footprint. That's my Twitter. I don't do anything with it. This is non-alcoholic sangria. These are my friends. Um, and I don't do anything except this stream. Taylor Wallace, how about you? Cool. Hi, yeah, I'm Taylor. Um, <laughs> as I said, I'm Dungeon Master, and I'm an editor at one point or another. Uh, you can find me at T A I Y I Y I Y L O R W A L L A C E. Make sure you misspell Taylor, or you will never find me. Uh, you can also find all of our links on our link tree, which should be on screen or in, in the description wherever you're watching or listening. Uh, and hey, if you like our stream, want to support us, check out our Redbubble link and stay tuned for updates on our upcoming book based on uh, the beginning of our first campaign, which was just me, Ben, and Ash. Uh, following the adventures of Sylphie and Jax and Aether, uh, we are, we're getting close to the end, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping we'll have an update soon. Oh, uh, we're 90% there. Yeah. Ah! Uh, otherwise, and that update came really soon. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, last some time, say prematurely. Any oh, uh, you know what happens? It does. One out of five. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> last time, uh, the notes are really short because half the session was fighting a dragon. So, uh, last time, uh, DS twenty something, maybe you don't know. Uh, you guys uh, had a little bit more downtime in the Feywild, staying in Walter's Mansion inside the break near Hollow Mordu. 
And uh, after Christmas's induction into the Court of Reckoning, he got to relive five years of memory over the course of like two or three days. So he had a fucking mental break. Fantasy Uh, Alzheimer's. Woo! Uh, But uh, you guys got to see him go through uh, different phases of those five years. Uh, But by the time he got back to, well, not his normal self, kind of a combination of his old self and his new self, uh, it was the day before the Feast of the Wilds and Morrigan's reascension. Also, uh, Noah had been working on some projects, Uh, Gwyn has been training with everyone, and the rest, I assume, have just been enjoying some time of not being afraid for your lives and uh, not having to move around. Noah was returning from town when he noticed a winter storm gathering over the break, uh, not rolling in, but forming over the break. Uh, once he got you guys up to the surface, you guys noticed some Fomorians had done something to the bridge over the chasm. And uh, so Noah, in all of his black powder glory, uh, set up a massive bomb invisibly between what I like to refer to as a chip special a thunder pony, and a keg of black powder. You blew the Fomorians literally away, uh, and a dragon that you guys spotted in the clouds came down, and you guys spent uh, two hours of the session just fighting that, and uh, watching it slowly disintegrate in front of you as it just fell to black ichor and poison. Uh, Noah almost died. Gwyn got pretty close. But Noah got the final hit. I believe. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but it is now, I believe, day nine in the Feywild. You have no idea what day it is in it, Lauren. Um, <clears throat> you guys did receive some letters over your downtime. Not all of them yet. Um, it is midday outside the break. You guys have just finished your battle with the dragon, unless you want to skip forward a little bit. Uh, but you guys are sort of gathering yourselves after this incursion. What you like to do? I lay down on my back in the snow. It's mud <laughs> now, but okay. And I start making snow angels. Mud angels, indeed. It's uh, melting very rapidly. Magda! What? Um... What the fuck was that? That was a dragon. No, Christmas. no, no. That that was what? not just a dragon. Uh, um, I'm gonna cast enhance ability on Magda. I guess I'll go over to Magda. Cast enhance ability. Uh, eagles. No, foxes cunning. I always get eagles splendor and foxes cunning mixed up. I don't know why. I think eagles are smart and foxes are charismatic. Uh, <laughs> so advantage on intelligence checks for the next hours. Okay. Um, Miss uh, Tithal Clan, you got any sort of insight on what the fuck this was? I guess I will try and roll a... You can choose between a history check to see if you've ever learned anything about this kind of creature, a nature check to see if you just you know, have experienced something like this before. Uh, yeah. Or an Arcana check if you're feeling thrusty. Is it... 
Well, they all... Would it be regarding Faye, Fiend, or Undead? Maybe. Uh, I'm going to do an Arcana check. Really? Okay. Yeah, my Arcana is the highest. Okay, yeah, sure. You have advantage I on it anyway, because it's intelligence. I do. Yeah. And take guidance. Oh, yeah. Got it. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Okay. So that's plus four to guidance? Uh, D4. Oh, a D4. Okay. All right. So that is going to be 23. Okay. Uh, so you've never come across anything like this yourself, but the Tysel clan being very well-known, you know, monster hunters, uh, basically a clan of witchers for lack of a better term, uh, you have gotten sort of secondhand stories, at least while you were training with them. And uh, your mentor, uh, Margot, she told you about uh, once seeing a, a whole, like, region full of these, what she referred to as corrupted creatures. Um, and basically, they were technically not undead, but like somewhere between life and death. Um, and basically they would fall apart into this black ichor stuff. And from your research on it, because I imagine at one point that might've intrigued you, uh, you learned that essentially it was a, a form of a curse that would break them down over time because it was so like, caustic magic um but generally that sort of thing is regarded as the uh realm of demons um it is a distinctly demonic ability to corrupt something so you assumedly just fought a corrupted dragon bigger creature though oh sorry uh the bigger the creature though the harder they are to corrupt Cool. I will relay all of that. Do I know anything about that stuff? You are pretty well educated. Make a history check. Or an arcana. Guidance. Uh, 18, so probably not. Much more than Magda. Building off of what Magda has told you, um, you don't necessarily know anything about it yourself, but it does uh... It does jog a memory that for a long time you guys thought that you were dealing with demons something uh something that could possess people something that could strike deals with people sav has even though he is not himself a demon he has inherently demonic abilities borrowed from the abyss hmm. so that was sent by Sav. Possibly, yeah. Certainly wasn't say. Yeah. Great. Well. Well. What? So we just recently checked on Effie, right? And all of her limbs were black. Yes. Doesn't. Effie. Uh, but it doesn't really matter because he could be spying on anyone, and. 
saw that we were here. Anyway. Or he uh, could have a we... mole in the Court of Reckoning. Yeah. Great. Should we maybe warn them that uh, someone knows where their hideout is? I mean, probably. I'm going to check the sky, because that giant definitely said flyers, not flyer. And I just want to double check to see if there is anything else in the sky. Wait, who says flyers? One of uh, the Fomorians. One of the Fomorians. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just wasn't sure what you were referencing. Uh, yeah, make a perception check. 13 plus 5 is 18. Uh, taking a glance around, you don't see anything noteworthy. In fact, the clouds are going away, so they can't really hide anything anymore. It's um, becoming a beautiful, clear day. Well, here's, here's my uh, two cents. We need to get Lorcan back ASAP. Uh... Because if we're going to make this plan to separate them, we don't have a lot of time left. He knows where we are. It's only a matter of time until he finds out what we're up to. So. We also need to figure out how to get uh, back down into the break. Because uh, Noah method. Yeah. Did I break? I mean. Is there no elevator now? I mean, the bridge it. and the uh, the bridge and the little columns are gone. Oh, um, is the well? I mean, but it was like magical, right? So it shouldn't be able to be destroyed. I can just go up and tap it or whatever. You can try. You can try to tap what's left of the little column. Okay, I'll try that. Okay, uh, make me a. I'm going to say make me an Arcana check to see if you can figure out how to work it without the actual entry panel. Okay. Guidance again. <clears throat> uh, 11. 11. Uh, being that each of you have been given uh, your own bind room to make this thing work, uh, you go up and just kind of haphazardly draw yours and nothing happens. I'm going to use okay. sending to Ross. Okay. Um, pretty sure everything is dealt with up here. But the break needs a new front door. And we need to know where the back door is. Uh, the first thing you hear is, ah, shit. All right. Uh... Start walking toward the uh, gates of Amadathali, and I'll meet you on the road. Alright, gang, we're going that away. Cool, we're hoofing it. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, well. Aren't you uh, always hoofing it? Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys start heading up the road to Amadathali, and probably about halfway there um you see uh you're in sort of dense forest and brush in this area and you've passed by a few people that are like coming out to see what the fuck just happened because 
you know, some people definitely saw that there was something going on in the woods. Uh, but about halfway through, uh, I need... Which of you is the smallest? Sala? Sala is the smallest. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So as you're walking along, uh, Christmas, you and Sala are side by side. and She's got like her rifle slung over her back. And all at once, you see this just flash of movement... And Sala immediately grab an arm that comes out of the brush and just fucking flip him. And you see Ross hit the ground and he he kind of just lands He's like, ah, okay, bad idea, bad idea, okay. And he slowly picks himself up and Sala looks at him like, you're an asshole. What were you even trying to do, man? I don't know, have fun. It's fucking... What the fuck happened to all of you? Dragon. 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 Big one. Yeah. And you see his clothes are a little bit torn up as well. Um, and uh, he sort of dusts himself off. He says, yeah, we had uh, a few people at the uh, back door. So I'm going to move the back door. And we're going to make a new front door at some point, I guess. But uh, for now, try to come and go as little as possible. Um, Ma's Ma's fine, so I mean, I guess success on that part. But what uh, was just a dragon standing outside, and what happened? No, there were uh, three Fomorians too. Yeah, and dragon was uh, pretty fucked up. What do you mean? It was black uh, goo. Midway undead, corrupted. That's not good. Um, follow, yeah. follow me, follow me. And uh, he leads you guys into the brush, uh, where you see um, there's this particularly like dense area that's sort of hard to pick your way through. But as Ross uh, steps up to this collection of underbrush and thorns, you see the plants actually sort of unknit themselves from each other and pull apart. And there is a uh, sort of a slab of stone that sits in the ground, and that starts to pull back into the earth and reveals a dark staircase going downward. Uh, but he leads you down in. And uh, you pass through a very simple uh, wooden door that to, you know, the untrained eye would seem mundane, but you guys have enough experience with magic that you can see very faint runes uh, carved into it. What? Technically, I can see everything that's magic now. You can! All the time. Yep. So this door glows like a motherfucker to you. In fact, this entire passageway really does. And honestly, this passageway can be as dark as it fucking wants to be. That doesn't bother me either. I know, Mr. Warlock. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, you guys head through this door and you step into Hollow Mordu. Stepping in, this time you guys see uh, Morrigan's Garden again, but a different section of it. Uh, Sort of... Uh, 
not overgrown, but it looks like it's been allowed to grow kind of like wild, but in a shape. Uh, you guys step onto a cobblestone path uh, that weaves through these beds of different flowers from wildly different climates that seem to grow just fine here. And you find the uh, stone uh, plants with the table where Morrigan meets with some of her council. Uh, but only Morrigan is there currently. Um just sitting patiently at the table. And as she looks up and sees all of you in your very, uh, very ruffled states, she stands up. She's like, is everyone okay? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Relatively speaking, yes. Mr. Barago, you look particularly torn up. Yeah, yeah sure I do. Um, and she... She comes over to you, and, you know, Morgan is not a super tall woman, but I believe she is taller than you. She comes up, and she sets her hands on your shoulders, um, and... Turns you to ash. Yeah. Uh, It wouldn't take much. With all the anxiety included. Uh, Ash. You will get back 20 hit points. Whoa. Um, and she she sets her hands on your shoulders and then she reaches up and like brushes dirt and like grime away from your face. Uh, a very simple version of prestidigitation oh. where it just disappears. Um, it's not like the mom thumb. It's, it's just a <laughs> brush. Uh, but speaking of mom thumb, uh, she... Uh, gives you a smile. She says, I think you'd like to know that your parents just arrived shortly, uh, or, uh, a short time ago. Um, they surprised Robin. Uh, oh, she, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, and she motions toward the opposite door that leads back into the break. She says, whenever you'd like to see them, uh, they're getting settled in a, a guest room. Uh other guests are starting to arrive as well. Uh, some are staying in a modifelion. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm concerned with this security issue. I may have to seal the break and let people in individually. Well, if it helps, there's one less door to worry about. Yeah, I... Uh... I might have accidentally just like turned it to dust. Was no. it an accident though? No. I mean, <laughs> it was pretty targeted. It was a uh, unforeseen casualty. I think that might be a blessing in disguise at this point. <clears throat> but you all look like you need a proper rest. And, uh,. Robin and uh, some of the others of my council will take over uh, looking after the outside so that you can all rest properly. Do you know why... You'll have to excuse me for being so blunt, but how the hell did they know anyone was here? This was clearly a targeted attack. They knew what they were looking for. Well, Mr. Fortuner... 
it's been thousands of years that they've had to look for me and it seems they've finally found me. How? I don't know. I can only guess that either someone was made to talk or they watched someone come here. But either way, we just need to hold up the front until tomorrow. Because Who's starting they? To... They? Yeah. As in the people attacking? Yeah. Baylor, most certainly. Well, I guess it would make sense that he would ally himself with Sav. That was yes. our first impression, but... Baylor is the one who killed me, and he's been out for forever to try to get rid of me for good. Because I am what stands between him and taking the Feywild back for him and his own. This question may seem a little bit out of the blue, but I hadn't thought to ask this of you yet. Do you know what happened to Nathan Kepler? Tristan Kepler's little brother? Yep. Uh, last I was aware, according to Robin, he had died somehow. He was crucified. That wouldn't happen to be something up the Fomorians alley or or even the the Sealy courts, would it? The Sealy no, I don't think so. It's a bit too Titania would say it's a bit too crass. But the Fomorians, perhaps. Though I don't necessarily know what they would have to do with Nathan Kepler. At some point before your ascension, you and I should have a conversation about a great many things that we have discovered over the past few days. I have time at the moment, if you all would like to speak, but uh, things are things are getting very close at the moment. There's nothing I can do to slow things down or keep people safer until I've reascended, but there's a lot happening right now, and a lot on the line. So if there's anything you can tell me to help keep my guests safer, or be prepared for what's coming, I would much appreciate it. It's just her, Robin, and us, right? Yes, there's right nobody now. else in here. Cool. Um, unless at some point someone stops me, I am going to tell her everything that we have learned from all of the legend lores that we've done over the downtime about uh, Sav, his kids, uh, what I learned about Hearsome, uh, how the, the Sealy Court has been infiltrated essentially by the Fomorians. Um, I tell her everything we learned about Nathan, how he worked with Tristan, but was a double agent for potentially Molinarch. We, yeah, just Do, do you tell it. her about Lorcan being Sav's grand yes. kid? All of it. Lorcan, our plan to try to find Nalan, uh, everything. Okay. 
Uh, there are bits and pieces that she does know, but you provide some connecting thread, uh, especially with, um, especially with Nathan being a double agent, especially with uh, Hearsome potentially being the cause of the Sealy Court being infiltrated, uh, being that he has been accused and used Lorcan as his scapegoat for uh, basically working with the Fomorians. Um, however, when you bring up uh, Reziel and Ozdala, um, she knows the names, uh, likely because she came across them uh, during the dissolution. But when you sort of piece it all together for her, that Ozdala is this Serena Octon in the Cult of the Eternal, and that Reziel is Lorcan's father, um, she gets quiet for a long moment as she thinks over all of it. And after a long silence, she looks between all of you and says, I think that perhaps tomorrow there is someone you're all going to want to talk to, considering your motivations and goals at the moment. Uh, one of my guests is going to be Miss Petrata, Lorcan's mother, and she is bringing her grandson Burke with her. Oh I wait, hmm? that's that's Nolan's kid then. Yes, here's okay. some of Nolan's son. Nolan, I. I don't know if she will come. I invited her, but I received no response, and Petrata doesn't seem to know if she'll come with it. But I don't know if Petrata ever knew that Reziel was the one that she had a relationship with. But I think she ought to. And with Lorcan being a part of all this mess, I am worried for that family's safety, which is part of why I invited them all here so that I could look after them in the event that something does happen once I reascend. I will have a number of uh, rather important guests, not so many related to this issue but hopefully a lot of people that could be useful as they are mostly friends of mine and i have managed to of course invite the baragos who i believe are helping one of your other causes that you're wrapped up in and uh i did and she looks uh, at christmas she says i did send robin to invite some of the former crows as well I don't know if any of them will come, but the invitation is open to them. Cool. <clears throat> but uh, she, she's been standing this whole time and she takes a seat back at the table and sort of folds her hands on the stone surface. And uh, Ross has been there the whole time, just kind of listening in silence. 
occasionally uh, taking out a pocket book to write something down. Um, but as he puts the, po- uh, the book back into his pocket, he says, so uh, all that, you know, all that said, Did, oh, wait. Uh, did Christmas tell Ross about the letter from Tommy? Or did she get it? I don't have that yet. You don't have it yet? Okay. Nope. Um, this would be a perfect time for you to get it. Right now? This very moment? Ha. Yes. Great moment for it. Let's just pile it on. Okay. Letter shows up. I'll just start reading it. Yeah, like Ross is in the middle of talking when this golden scroll just pops up in front of Christmas. Oh, while he's reading that, I guess I should mention that, like, Kit wrote me, and uh, he basically says he's sorry, and he was being stupid, and uh, people are working on the all and stuff. It's going well. Good, I guess. Uh, I don't know, the all thing's not really on my radar right now. Uh, it will be if it shows up here. Yeah. Is yeah, that, that's definitely a concern. Noah, is that like a, a Vodra skull that you got? Are you able to send something back to him? Yeah. Okay. If you do, just tell him that Christmas says sorry too. Okay. That's it. Just like a what little for? PS at the end. Uh, for being a dick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, gonna keep I'm never going to tell. Them that. Never. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I will uh, sort of absentmindedly like fold the letter back up and like start putting it away, but then pull it out again and then hand it to Sala. Okay. Um, um, while, while I'm handing it to Sala, I'll just look back at Morrigan. Do you know where uh, Flameheart is? Last I knew he was in the break. I believe with Mr. Dine. Okay. Um, I am... This is going to be the day where I use all of my spell slots. Um, I am going to use a third level to send to Flameheart. Um, Where are you right now? I need to talk to you urgently. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Enter. After a moment, he answers back and says, uh, I'm in the mansion still. Uh, in the library uh, where are you I can come find you nope um, I'll send one more time to be like I am on my way okay um, while Christmas has been explaining this does this count as like a short rest yeah sure okay cool it would probably take an hour to go through all of that at least yep. yeah yeah okay um, short rests everybody do some and then do all um, my hit dice and I roll terribly just I'll just look at everyone else and just be like, you've all, you've got this, right? You guys are good. You don't need me for anything. Cool. Okay. Um, I point at the letter in Sala's hand that I'm sure Sala is reading right now. Yep. 
they can know about this. Um, but I just I have to do something first. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, so let me all read you the letter that Christmas got from Tommy. Uh, Sala will read it out for all of you. It's a uh, it's uh, got Christmas's bind uh, rune at the top. It says. I know you don't owe us anything, and I fucked you and SN over in a uh, fit of rage, but shit's bad here, brother. We still don't know exactly what happened, but TK's been laid low. We were pretty sure it was an Aladrin bastard he's been working with. Must have turned on the boss. We found him collapsed, still smoldering from whatever the fuck happened. The boss said you lost your memory, but I have to believe you remember how close you were with him, or at least remember how much that idiot loves you. I know we fucked up bad, me especially. There's not a day that goes by that I don't regret what I did to you in SN. I was so torn up over Toa that I needed to blame someone and I broke everything. But if you still have any love left for this trash fire of a gang, I think we need your brand of help. Fuck, we need everyone we lost. Maybe TK would have gotten better if things hadn't fallen apart. Maybe you and GH could have made him remember who he really was. If we still had the others, maybe we could have kept the Fomorians at bay and kept the boss from making deals with whoever the hell that Eladrin was. Shut up, Titan. Shut up. <laughs> I've got a pretty strong I've got a pretty strong theory that this Eladrin is the reason everything's going wrong, and IZ is starting to think he's been behind a lot of other shit. I'm not going to pretend we're better off now without you guys. We've done something none of us ever wanted. Yeah, we're all thieves and killers, but we were a fucking family once. Now we're, what, a bunch of selfish cut purses with no loyalties, save the handful of us still sticking with the boss in memory of the old days. Even then, some of us are ready to cut and run because he's gotten so bad. We never wanted to follow a quarry butcher, but we stayed because we loved the man he used to be. And now that this Eladrin fucked him up, it's weird. It's like the old T TK is kind of coming back. Even though he's messed up physically, it's like his mind's cleared up. He's been calling us by our old nicknames, been kind of gentle, loving even. Like he knows what he's done and he's trying to re repair things before it all falls apart completely. I asked him what happened to him, you know, like why he got so bad. He told me he thought he didn't have a choice, but that he realized after N died that you were right, that he does have a choice that he needed to make, or that he decided to make a better choice now. But he passed out before he could explain what he meant. I hope you understand because I sure as hell didn't. I'm ready to beg you guys to come back and see the boss. I know you and SN are the last people I have any right to ask, but and TK is probably the last person you two want to help. But most of the gang we built after you all left is already gone and everything's ground to a halt. Now it's really just the old guard and TK. We need some kind of direction or something. We need to get TK on his feet and figure this out before someone hits him when he's down. I know you and GH and the others must hate him, but he's family, you know? If you just talk to him, get him set on the right path or something, I'd be grateful. And I think he wants to see you guys anyhow. He's got some clarity all of a sudden. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think he needs to set some things straight with you and SM. I hope you'll do us this kindness, brother. We don't deserve it. I'm sorry for everything. With Tane's room. Um, oh. Shh. 
Yeah, Sal reads that letter out to you guys uh, and folds it up. Kind of got a thousand yard stare going. Um, and she looks over all of you. Uh, so don't know if it's a trap or it kind of sounds like somebody's on their deathbed. I don't know. It sounds like both. It sounds like bullshit. Are we going to go save the crows? I, I honestly think that... No offense to all crows here, but like... That's kind of our last priority. You know what we could do? And here, you know, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, we could go in, do a forceful takeover of the crows, and then march on soft with the crows. I, we, I would like to get Lorcan back first. Yeah. Because we're here, we're queer, we do it. <laughs> Technically, uh, we're homophobic because we didn't there, save Lorcan last month. There yeah, is exactly. A, there is a location enclosed with the letter that says basically Tristan is in at Lauren in Constabs. Just FYI. I'm just saying, we have the ability to do that now. Yeah. No, let's save them and then get out of here. Yeah. That's what I think. Save them, get out of here, uh, take over Tristan's gang, and then take over the world. Uh, no, we're going to try and save it from getting taken over, but... Yeah, that's why we sure. take it over, so we can save it. We'll be just okay. like the Obsidian Collective. They didn't take over the world. No, they didn't. They did they, though? They kind of did. The world keeps doing things without them. I don't think they took it over. They're like did, the yeah, did the United Nations police. take over Earth? Like, I don't think. Yes. No, they I don't mean, get they shit should. done. <laughs> they don't get anything <laughs> done. Yeah. Clearly, yeah. Exactly. But uh, Sala looks over at Gwen, who's been silent this entire time. Um, and she says... What do you think? And Gwen looks down at the floor and her brows are furrowed and she says, I wouldn't put it past them to try to trap us. Tristan has already taken soft sides. Even if he pretended to help us or wanted to help us at some point. And of all people, Tane, to forgive anyone in the form of crows? I would, I would love for that letter to be true. I really would. But I doubt it. If it's a trap, it's a shit one. That would make it a good trap, though. If it's so unexpected that you don't expect it, then you could do it anyway. You know what I mean. 
Well, then by that yeah. same logic, it's so out there that it could be true. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not sure which idea I hate more. I will say, if for some reason Saab had some sort of sway over Tristan, that doesn't make up for the horrible things that he did. Um, and Sala speaks up. She says, no, it doesn't, but what if there's chance that I know it's stupid, but I I want to hope that <laughs> <laughs> Titan, why are you raging against the machine, bud? Rage the against the dying of the light. It's <laughs> in flames. <laughs> now he's a happy kitty. He got uppies. Yep. <laughs> Flop. <laughs> Um, yeah, Sal says, I, I want to hope that it's at least partially true. I think that we need to cross that bridge when we get to it. I'm not we have for us to go there right now, but like... No. But it doesn't do us any good worrying about that right now when we have other things to worry about. No, Lorcan is first priority. Um, I don't know about y'all. I could use a nap. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything that happened up there kind of sucked. Okay, cool. I'm going to go take money for my parents. See you guys later. <laughs> I'm going to go rob my parents. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go uh, ask for money, but... Unless anybody else has a thing that they need to do here now, uh, you you just sort of disperse and find your places to rest. Uh, we will do Christmas and Flameheart first, since he left first. While I'm walking towards where I know Walter has parked the mansion, um, I am. Magda would feel enhance ability drop because I'm going to cast it on myself um, for wisdom, whichever one that is. Magda's like, Owl why do I wisdom. feel stupider all of a sudden? Because <laughs> you just feel normal. Um, Damn. <laughs> Wow. Uh, anyway, Owl's Wisdom. I have good intelligence, thank you. You do have good intelligence. That's why I gave you advantage, that you could use your oh. good intelligence. Because you need to roll extra dice whenever you roll dice in order to do well. It's not like I'm an yeah, intelligence-based caster or anything. No, you are too, but I don't cast spells on you anymore. Anyway. That's true. That's fair. <laughs> no, that's completely fair. Um, I cast Polymorph. Noah flips him off. I'm gonna. Yep. <laughs> I'm going. I'm just as I'm walking to where it is. I'm just 
rereading the letter in my brain. I want to insight check the letter. Go for it, boy. Ooh. 11 and 14, which means it's a 19. 11 and 14 is 25. No, no, no. Sorry, 14. I, those are the two dice rolls oh, that I had, okay. so I'm adding oh. plus 5. So 19 is the a total. 19. Yeah. I give you um, guidance, but you're a bitch. <sighs> well, you you have the additional uh, boon of having your old memories back, and the first thing that you remember is Tane sucks at lying. He was never a talker. He was always the silent scout. So... One of the sailor scouts. <laughs> um, <laughs> sailor... Not here. Um, Sailor silence. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tane, Tane is very bad at lying. And he's generally a... Generally kind of more on the masculine... Or the like hyper-masculine side where he doesn't talk about feelings and that kind of thing. He's always a tough guy. But there were a few moments that you can remember where he like opened up. And Wait, isn't Tane the like master of disguise dude though? Yeah. Okay. He's good at hiding, not talking. Okay. Um yeah, he's a you're a juxtaposition, you're, I like it. You're the right. talker. Just he's all disguises and no voices whatsoever. He's he's a spot. He's not a talker. Um he's like I said, he's more like Sala. Um but uh, you remember a few times of him like opening up about feelings and that kind of thing, but it's very rare. Uh, so looking at this, or thinking over this letter, you know he wrote it, because you know his handwriting. And he's not... He's very good at writing in his own voice, because he doesn't know any other way to write. So as far as you can tell, it's genuine. Gotcha. So it's either genuine or it's a really good trap. Got it. Yeah. Yep. That was my that was one of my first instincts after Taylor sent me the letter. I was like, well this definitely stinks like a trap. Yeah. Uh anyway. Yeah, I'll go just don't trust me. Yeah, I'll go find Flameheart. <laughs> I uh I'll I'll open the door to the library once I'm in the house. Is he there? Okay. Uh, yeah, you will see Flameheart and Walter in the library. House, uh, shut that fucking cat up. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, you see them uh, sitting in this sort of uh, this ring of sofas and chairs in the library. Uh, it seems like they've been just talking. But uh, as you step in, uh, Walter looks up uh, and says... Uh, good day, Mr. Fortune Man. Hello. Um, I'm gonna sit down, so... Should I'll I leave? Press to digitate all of the mud off of my back from when I did my, my mud angel. Oh. Walter, I... don't care if you leave or go. You're not really who I want to talk to. Technically, Flameheart, you're not really who I want to talk to either, because best case scenario, I would want to be talking to Marin Veneer right now. But I you'll have to I do. 
with Leaf, and Walter stands up and walks out. Uh, whereas Flameheart sort of leans forward with his arms resting on his knees uh, and says, Okay, I'm not sure I understand. Go sit down. Just double check to make sure I'm not leaving mud all over the place. It's a magic mansion. Nobody cares. That's right. How hard was it for Marin to uh, leave Alistair alive? And I don't don't get me misconstrued. I'm not I'm not saying how hard was it in that moment not to pull the trigger. I mean, how hard was it to live her life every day with him still around? Hey, Marin. Hi. You wanna you wanna tell us a little bit? Um. Okay. This wasn't I <laughs> it was. Yeah, and I totally should have thought about this more. Um. <laughs> Classic Astrid. Yeah, I've had a lot of shit going on. Okay. I um. I think for her. She never forgave Alistair, ever. Um, they never had, like, much of a relationship moving forward after that. Um, but she found comfort in the fact that uh, her life moving forward was not related to what he put her through at all um so it was very much like she knew that he was trying to make change but she was not willing to let herself be part of his redemption or anything because she didn't owe that to him that was his responsibility and not hers basically Uh, yeah, Flameheart Flameheart explains this uh, sort of in his own words and he adds on as well that um, Sylphie was pretty similar. She didn't really want to be part of that redemption for him but things kind of started to change for the veneers later on when Artesia and Ephraim actually had a little bit of a friendship with him. But everything was mostly business between the sisters and Alistair. Did either of them have any good memories of him? Yeah, actually. Um, I remember one of the reasons I think that they... One of the reasons that Sylphie was kind of uh, hesitant to just off him was there was a time when he actually tried to be a father. And 
according to what I've learned from him over, you know, centuries. Uh, he, he gave up trying to be the good guy because he was scared. And then there was Wetna and other influences. He didn't try to excuse it, but fear mostly ruined things. How did you feel about him? I hated him. The moment I was born into this farm, I wanted nothing more than to incinerate him and make sure that every piece of him, including his soul, was absolutely decimated because he hurt Marin. Because he hurt Sylphie, most of all. I... I am a combination of Nomira, Elgar Hydlin, Marin, and whatever bearer I have at the moment, but first and foremost, the source of my soul is peace of merit. And so what she cared most about, I care most about. Everything was, everything was about what he did to Sylphie in particular. Marin always came second. But, when she when she decided to offer him mercy, I honestly didn't agree. But over time, I have learned to not only agree, but I can confidently say he and I are friends. I was going to say, I thought it was interesting that you used the past tense that you hated him. He's family to me now and family to the veneers. Thank you. For being open with me. I appreciate it. Well, I figure uh, as the person carrying the Ace of Spades, you've probably had your own run-ins with uh, Baron, haven't you? A couple. Some good, some not so good. Kind of depended on where my headspace was regarding a certain somebody at the time. Well, trust me when I say it doesn't stop. Well, if I, I ever uh, start switching up my voice and sounding like Walter uh, you let me know because it's a bit of a bit of Silas in those memories as well <laughs> God I miss him anyway uh, before I get sad uh, is there anything else you need to know or anything I can help with no I'm just uh I don't know if I necessarily made up my mind about it, but I definitely had given it some thinking over the past few weeks about Tristan and, well, getting all these memories back, it certainly complicates things, because all the good and all of the bad came back at the exact same time, and 
combining it with all of the uh, the not so good and the even worse from the last few months. Well, to say I'm emotionally confused regarding that man would be an understatement, but as of this moment, I have an opportunity to do what Marin did. And I guess I just... Just wanted to know what I was in for if I go go down that route. Well, from what I understand from what you've told me, you have a different relationship with Tristan than Merritt did with Alistair. Marin never really got the chance to love Alistair. What little chance she did have was over very quickly. Whereas you have somebody who used to be family. Yeah, but I don't know. To me, I don't know that I see that much of a difference. It's it's family. It's someone who absolutely deserves any amount of punishment for what they've done and I just see myself hurtling towards that moment where it's just me and him and my fingers on that trigger and I don't know Revenge is just this cycle. It just keeps going and going and going. I know you said that Marin never forgave him, but revenge, it definitely doesn't end by getting it. I don't know that it ends by forgetting it either. And forgiveness is hard. So, what other option is there aside from those three things? I have learned that revenge is sometimes it's necessary. That's true. Or at least justice. But it's never going to make the people affected feel better. It's never going to fix what's already been done. But being able to build instead of continue to destroy usually works out better for everyone involved. Thank you again. I think I have a concussion, so I'm going to go lay down. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. No. As you open the doors to leave Hollamore Dew, uh, you almost trip over your parents. Uh, oh. As Christine like grabs you and like stops you before you can, um, 
and uh, the rest of you who are still in Hallamordu coming out, uh, you will see them as well as Christine grabs Noah and like forces him down to his knees so she can hug him. Uh, and Chips wraps his big wings around both of you. And uh, Christine's just like, hi, bud, it's been such a long time. Oh, it feels like it's only been a couple of days, but hi. Well, I can assure you it's been like a month or two. Oh, uh, what day is it? Let me check my notes. What year is it? Uh, it was DS27 and then... Forgot to roll the days, I think, but... Oh, sorry. It is! Dothriel. Oh my god. Uh, mm-hmm. It is Dothriel 11th, so it is Ellen's Dane. Oh my god. Uh, we've been gone for almost a month and a half. Yep. Ellen's Dane, by the way, is also known as the Day of Lovers. Oh boy, it's Valentine's Day. No. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But uh, yeah. um, but Christine is just like still holding on to you, and she's like, "I brought so many treats. I, you know, oh, I was I was talking to uh, to Mr. Greer there, and <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Mr. Greer, asking, you know, like how many people are gonna be there, and he's like, oh, I don't know, like a hundred or something. So I just made a lot. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And well. uh We'll yeah. make sure Morgan doesn't eat too many of them because she does need to ascend, not descend. So, you know, I don't think that's going to be an issue for her. You never know. I've seen how some people pack on the pounds after eating at your house for a month. And she like pats her belly. She's like, oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> and she looks over your shoulder. She's like, Magda! And she like charges around and comes up and pulls you down into a hug. Oh, hi. Hello. Hi, honey. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. You okay? You look, uh-huh. y'all look really, real, yeah, it might be impolite, but y'all look real bad right now. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> killed the dragon. Well, Noah killed a dragon. Uh, Nick killed a dragon? Yeah. You killed a dragon? I sure did. <laughs> What yeah, the pretty... you? I don't know whether to be proud or mad. I uh, to be fair, he almost killed me. So I can tell. I mean, look, yeah. look at you. You're all covered in mud and like ice and black stuff. And what? Go take a bath. I no. <laughs> yes, <laughs> go take a go. Noah Nicholas Nesbitt Barago, you go. You take a bath right now. I will get there in a minute. I have other things to do. And Chips Not at just, home anymore. And Chips is just like, leave him alone, ma. It's fine. Uh, but uh, Christine also comes over to Foostrack and she like pulls you down, and you're still way oh. taller. She she doesn't even have to to pull me down. As soon as I see her coming, I just kneel. 
<laughs> yeah, she she wraps her arms around you. She's like, "Hi, buddy. How you doing?" I am tired, and I, I really hate how long we've been here. I was supposed to meet my wife two weeks ago in at Lauren time, and time is weird. Oh yeah, your friend Mister Greer kind of told me a little bit about that. And uh, we stopped through Constanus on our way here. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we might have, we might have met her in your mod. They're kind of cool. Yeah. Um, By the way, I can't tell you, but congratulations. Can't tell you. Sorry, it's a secret. Wait, congratulations about oh, what? No. She'll tell you. She'll tell you. Don't worry. Oh, no. She's for Gannon Ant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Man. <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't know if I've wanted to get home more. Yeah, now I really want to get home. Because I don't know what don't that's worry. about, and it's much more concerning. Don't worry, it's fine. Everything's good. Can, Everything's can I make it? Can I make an inside check? <laughs> I know my mom. Can I have? Can I have? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I know my mom. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna guidance myself as well. I got twenty-four. <laughs> Three. Twenty-three. Twenty-four and twenty-three. She could beat you. Let me double check. She could beat you, Jesus. I mean, she could also do that. She's horrifying. She she, she's the strongest character in the game, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Level 20 barbarian. Uh, uppercut Sav, and he immediately is just destroyed. Just, neither of you can tell. <gasps> oh, oh <laughs> You're not really oh sure. It's God. something good. It's something good, but... That is a hellacious deception. Yes. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, cool. Well, hmm. oh, it's Sala, and she goes up and like charges up to Sala and Gwen and like hugs them. And yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Chips is standing in the background, just just smiling away like he normally does. I I lean over to Chips and I like pull out the yeah. lantern of revealing, and I'm like, look at this fancy thing I made that we're gonna sell at the shop from now on. And he he takes it with his little like hook fingers and he flips it open and he's like, oh. Hell yeah, Nick! That's amazing. <laughs> and he like starts turning it in his hands. He's like, "Sorry, excuse my French. So sorry." And just oh, <laughs> my French. Excuse my funar. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like turning it and staring directly into the lantern. And uh, eventually, you hear Christine go, "Honey, honey, back up a little bit. You're gonna ruin your eyes." And he's like. <laughs> Whatever, ma. And he just keeps turning it and looking at it. I've just, I've just I, put my grandparents into these two characters. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, Chips just oh, starts it, basically picking this lantern apart, trying to see how it works. Uh, I am going to because I believe the lantern revealing does work in magical darkness. Okay. As long as they are in the invisible creatures. And objects. Oh, it doesn't say anything about magical darkness. Okay. Well, I can't go invisible right now, so never mind. Okay. 
Yeah. I'll just tell him how it works. And then I take out the second one that I'm working on for Sala and be like, uh, do you want to help me finish the second one so you can learn how yeah. to make them? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Chips just like takes you by the arm and starts dragging you away. And Christy's oh. like, ah, ah, bath first. Yeah, we we're, that's where we're going. We're going to take a okay. bath and work on the lantern. Okay. And then better. as we walk away, I like whisper to Chips, like, we're not, we're just working on the lantern. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys head off to start your boy projects. Um, and your boy uh, projects. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Christine gathers up the rest of you. She's like, you all look so tired and famished. We need to go eat. And I call that's... back as soon as I hear her say that. I'm like, oh, I have to take a bath, but they get to eat, huh? Yes, because you're my son. Ridiculous. And I better slam the you... door. <laughs> She's like, you have, I raised you to have better manners. <laughs> um, but she looks dull. She's like, is anybody hungry? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. She pulls whips out a bowl of ambrosia. She's like, I made a salad. <laughs> I made a Watergate salad for us. Um oh, but God. she like takes you guys away uh into uh Walter's uh mansion. Uh and she doesn't let the phantom servants do anything. She kicks them all out of the kitchen and does it herself. Um oh, we're in the mansion. Yeah. Can, as we're walking, can I be like, house, can you clean me? After the car wash about ten yeah. seconds, a floating vat of water comes comes to you. That's not what I wanted. House, I need a cat that knows prestidigitation. A cat. No response. Christmas catches up with the party at this point. Which part? Noah and Chips or the ones in the dining room? Exactly the moment where Noah says he needs a cat that knows prestidigitation. The house doesn't do anything, but Christmas shows up. Oh. Man, you're still covered in mud and shit? Jesus, dude. Yeah. I'll prestidigitate all the shit off of him. I resist. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, Chips looks up. He's like, hi, Chris. How you doing? I'm... I'm good. How are you? Ichi, we're going to go work on a lantern. Yeah. Oh, is it Uh, the... You know, with the... And the stuff? The one for Sala? Yeah. Yeah. I helped with that. I... Maybe, like... I I think I did maybe, like, 1% of the work. (laughs) Everything else was... Accurate. I'm so proud of you, Chris. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Not condescending at all. Uh, <laughs> Not when Chip says it. No, that's true. Uh, my mom's trying to feed everybody in the house, so if you want food, there's, you know, it's probably going to be mostly sugar and starch. Hell yeah. Is that good for a concussion? Sure. Yeah. She knows okay. how to fix those, too. Yeah. Yep. Wonderful. Show them the mask while you're at it, too. Yep. That might be the coolest thing you've ever made. Oh, yeah. I, like, mm, I, mm, I need to make more stuff for it first. But yeah, I'll show him the interior of the mask and like how it works, but I'm not going to activate it. Hell yeah. Uh, Yeah, Chips loses his shit. He's just like, oh my god, can I have one? And just, he starts like picking it apart, like looking at it and yeah. Uh, But you guys head off to the little like chemistry lab that Walter has created for you. Make him a tiny little, tiny little mask so a bird never be safe again. Never. 
He still doesn't have a new pet, by the way. Uh, I'm gonna make him a mechanical bird. Yeah, one that can't get burned. Um, but the uh, die. <laughs> the the rest of you uh, gather up in the dining room as Christine is. Basically, every time she finishes something, she brings out a new bowl and she just keeps cooking. Um, so, like, starters are like appetizers, snacks, things that are super easy to throw together. And then. boards. <laughs> and then. And then after that, like, some of the quicker, like, biscuits and stuff start coming out and then main meals and that sort of thing. Uh, and the phantoms keep trying to get into the kitchen, and she keeps, like, batting them back out with a broom. She's like, no, it's my kitchen right now. I don't care if it's Mr. Dine's house, it's my kitchen. Beating him off with a spatula. Yeah. Back. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you all gather up there, and Flameheart and Walter come to join you guys after a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, you all get to partake in a a uh, very nice home-cooked meal a la Midwestern mom. After a while, like, I think that probably after, like, what, third course? Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe four. Um, Fustrak is going to take his leave, and he's going to go back to his room. Okay. Uh, because he wants to use the conduit. I know. Yeah. When when Foostrack leaves, um, Magda slips into the kitchen and uh, sidles up next to Christine. And Christine like, like rounds on you with a spatula. She's like, "Oh, hi, honey. Hi. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, need help with anything? Are you going to try to take over my kitchen?" No, I have oh, yeah, absolutely sure. no idea what to do in here. I'll just pick up a, a bowl and just kind of stand there. Oh, honey. Uh, is this not do right? You, do, you, <laughs> do you want me to teach you something? No. I mean, you, well, got a, you got a girlfriend to impress now. You got to learn something. Oh, God. I think that would be bad for both of our health. No, um, it'd be great. I'll teach I'll teach you something that you can't mess up, trust me. Okay. And uh, she basically starts walking you through how to uh, make several different non-lettuce salads that require no cooking. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's basically a lot of chopping and pouring. Um, okay. But she'll teach you how to make, like... So much whipped cream. While yes. we're doing... <laughs> While I'm doing that, I'm like, all right. So Fustrak went back to his room. What did you fucking mean about congratulations? Oh my god. Oh, honey. Gossip. No. We're, we're the girls, right? This is like girl talk. I won't tell him or anything. I just want to hold something over his fucking head. <laughs> Make a persuasion. <laughs> Magda being like, this is girl talk. We're just yeah. girls and we're talking. Girling, girling it up. Girls. Ladies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It was really bad. It was fine. Uh, Christine, like, pulls you down. She's like, 
just like, mind your own business, Magda. <laughs> you shouldn't have fucking said anything if you if you are if you're gonna be coy about it. Listen, when you get to be my age, you you learn a little bit of finesse and tact with your gossip. And the first thing you don't do is tell the secrets to a person who tells secrets. I don't tell secrets. Uh-huh. You are categorically untrue. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've heard about she you. <laughs> she sure as hell didn't tell Jasper about his uncle. I don't tell. <laughs> That's the only people. one she kept. <laughs> I don't one tell she other people's have. secrets. That, oh, yeah. That's what about still what about also incorrect? That's still <laughs> not true. Yes, it is. <laughs> Roll a deception. We're going to be in the middle of a battle, and Magda's just going to blurt out, she's going to be like, she's pregnant, and then for no reason. <laughs> hey, what if it, like, helps him, like, gather the strength to, like, the, that the bad guy or The whatever. next session, too, Ash is going to be like, I don't remember who told me that. I don't remember that being a secret. Yeah, that's not a secret. (laughs) (laughs) I have never done that before. What are you talking about? When? Anyway. uh, But she she goes back to her her, her cooking and she's like, you'll find out pretty soon she's gonna send a letter. It'll be fine. What? I don't like cooking. It's bad. It's gr- how dare you? I, you do a great job of it. I hate it. Well, you just hate it because you haven't given it a real chance. You, you know what you need to do? You need to come to Reese's Ridge and spend like, I don't know, a couple months with us and I will teach you everything I know. Also, I think some sunshine would do you good. That sounds very lovely. That even required insight check. <laughs> yeah, Christine like stops and tilts her head. She's like, "Oh, honey, I don't you... like the sun. It's too bright." And well, that's what sunscreen is for, and uh, sunglasses. Mm. Listen, I know you're from the Great White North, but everybody needs some sun sometimes, or else you're going to be depressed your whole dang life. I don't think the sun is... uh... Listen, I know you got plenty of other reasons anyway, but little sun will help, you know, make everything not look so dark and dreary. Okay. I promise you. I'm older Uh than you. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. Sure. Well, either way, you know, I mean, if you're... uh, I I heard heard your dad's in Shulmanir. Uh... And uh, we're going to go visit him at some point. It's going to be great. Okay. Have the whole family together. All, you know, your dad, Gwen's mom, and us. And, like, we can bring Nick. And we'll make sure he doesn't blow anything up, promise. Uh, Mostly. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Big old, big old family. There we go. That works. I'll just... Sadly, chop up lettuce. Why sadly? Because it's boring to me. <laughs> this is this is me. I hate cooking. It's so Why? boring. No, it's not boring. Yes, it, it is. It's great. You just haven't made anything fun. 
Uh, to be fair, I lived with Ash for a while. I don't think there's any saving that, you guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Crunchy well, race. Yeah. Gross. Okay, no. look, it's because I got the wrong kind of rice. Or you didn't I was supposed read to the get... directions on the no. kind of rice you got. The recipe called for instant rice and I got normal rice. So and you didn't, didn't cook. you didn't read the normal rice to know how to cook it correctly? It was like it was like a one pot thing, so you're supposed to like cook it all together, and so the rice didn't cook fast enough. But you should with still all the read other the shit. directions. It um, was a different sort of recipe. You <laughs> it still didn't... read the directions. My God! But, no, I'm just. Tr- Never mind. This story you know, and like, others like it, it can be heard in full on our uh, other podcast we yeah. do every week. Yeah. No. No, I'm listening can't. back through campaign one and just enjoying all the times that Ash has gotten mad at me. It's great. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, she walks you through a bunch of like super simple, like Midwestern stuff. Um, and one of the main things she's making is a gigantic fucking casserole. Don't she's ask me. Um, <laughs> she's probably making tater tot casserole too. Um, oh yes. hell yeah! I, I can make a good uh, tater tot casserole. I have done that before. It's pretty darn good. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking. Um, but uh... <laughs> Harris, you've had my tater tot casserole before, and it was good, right? Yeah, it's just tater tot casserole is a recipe that takes absolutely no skill to That's make. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, so. True. True. It's, it's the peanut good. butter and jelly of casseroles. Yep. It really is. All right, then. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> no response. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> eventually, Christine brings out the last of the dinner food. And then she's like, okay, everybody, you know, uh, keep digging in. We got a lot. And invite your friends. I don't know if you have any down here, but just do it. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go start on dessert. And she takes back off into the kitchen. God, she's making more. It's like, Magda, I'll teach you how to make chocolate mousse. It's real easy. Oh, God. It's actually it's like two ingredients. Come here. Mousse made of chocolate. Um, but uh, at one point, uh, sort of while, while Magda has wandered back out, sadly, from being so bored by cooking, uh, Gwen <laughs> goes in to help Christine. Because uh, Gwen actually loves cooking and she's good at it. So thank God, because otherwise you and she will be fucked when you finally live yep. together. Um, Just eat out all the time. It's fine. Nope. Door dash it. Vodro yeah. dash it. Oh God, that's going to become a thing one day. Wait, hold on. Was eating out all the time not a sexual innu- innuendo? On Shut purpose? the fuck oh. up. I said it. And then I was like, Someone's going to make a joke about it. And then no oh one did. God. And I was like, ooh, I'm in the clear. And then, yeah. Talk about Tis what she proclaimed. <laughs> <laughs> Tis what she proclaimed. Uh, yes, I fucking love that. Anyway, um, let's sort of scoot forward in time a little bit. Um, oh, wait, no, we're doing the conduit of glass thing. Sorry, forgot about it. Uh, Fustra. Yep. Uh, when I get into my room, I sit down, crisscross on the bed, and I'm I'm using it. One second, I just 
I never knew that people actually called it crisscross applesauce. It's a kid thing. Yeah. Uh, So when I was a kid, it was not called that. It was called something that's very racially insensitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Um, It's called Indian style. Yep. Yeah, but then, um, but then it was just called sitting cross-legged. So all of a sudden, people are going, See? "Oh, they're sitting crisscross applesauce," and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I don't. When I think cross-legged, I think of like crossing your legs over top of each other, not into the little folded oh. up position. You know, pretzel. Like yeah. if you're sitting in a chair, then you like cross your legs over each other. Yeah. But, I don't know. Keep your knees together because a lady reveals nothing. Oh my god. <laughs> my favorite. Oh, now I exclusively from sit. Where? What is that from? A, a League of, of Their, their Own. own. Yeah. yeah, that's such a great movie. It is. Anyway, food truck. Uh, so you you get settled with the conduit of glass and uh, start focusing in on it. Um, What what do you what do you do to reach out to a lamp? Um, I I hold the the conduit in both hands. Um, and usually I just kind of like stare into it for a moment, and then it's just a deep inhale and a deep exhale as I close my eyes and and I say she asks nothing of those bound for the glass lakes. Uh, and it's just kind of a a reaching a point of relaxation that allows me to just kind of be swept and to like like reach out with my mind. Okay. Uh, so this time, as she answers back to you. Um, there is a feeling of, like, sort of the weight of your body disappearing. Um, almost a feeling of starting to float, like an anchor has been let loose from you. And, um, you start to, uh, catch the scent of, like, fresh rain and trees and brush. Um... (laughs) God damn it. This is supposed to be serious. <laughs> Shutting off chat. Nobody talk to me. Um, and uh, soon you start to feel your body again, but not as heavy. And you start to feel drops landing on your shoulders as a very light rain is coming down. And as you open your eyes, you are sort of adrift in a fog but you can see just far enough to know that you are standing uh, on a stone plinth in the middle of the glass lakes that are currently not so glassy because of the water disrupting the surface. Um, And after a moment in this sort of cool, foggy atmosphere, um, you feel the rain stop falling on you, but you can still see it falling around you. as you realize uh, somebody has, uh, or you, you realize that something is forming over top of you, and you see these uh, glass clear columns start rising on all sides of the plinths, on all sides of the plinths, 
and the roof of basically a gazebo start to form over you. And the glass solidifies and eventually takes on color where it becomes this uh, sort of tiled uh, clay roof with these wooden supports all in dark wood and uh, sort of bluish tinted clay. Um, And you watch out of the middle of the plinth as the fog drifts away, uh, the little tea table starts to rise up and two cushions form. And sitting in the opposite cushion from you is Elaine in her long white robe gown, uh, pale skin, uh, the very distinctive scar on her face, the long platinum blonde hair. and she's just settled with her hands clasped in front of her on the table, and she motions toward the other cushion. I slowly walk forward and um, and sit on the on the cushion across from her. And she looks across at you sort of neutral expression, a little curious. She says, I'm Milady, it's, uh, it's been a while. It has. Though, perhaps it doesn't feel quite as long to you, considering where you are. Yeah, I am not a fan of the Feywild I'm finding, uh, especially not considering how fast time is rolling by in that Lauren. Um, before I forget, um, I have a message for you. Um, We've been staying with Morrigan. And um, she uh, said to tell you that she is coming. Her uh, reascension is happening very shortly. And you see a little smile come to her face. She says, that's actually very nice to hear. She is, uh, she is quite nice. She is. She's family. So, I imagine she's looking after you. She has. Um, she gave me a sunflower, uh, which I still have up here. I don't know if it, like, has it wilted at all? No. Okay. I, I was kind of figuring it probably wouldn't, but, uh, like, I still have it, like, like, in my hair. Um, I, um, you seem very troubled. You're not looking me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, there's been a lot going on and I, I know that you can't see all of it, but I have not. I've not been feeling my best of late, 
and it's caused me a great deal of concern when it comes to our relationship. I, um, I ran into Dad, and, uh, boy, is he a piece of work. Yes. And, uh, I was supposed to meet my wife two weeks ago, and, uh, you know, she just kind of told me, get to me when you get to me, but mm, I don't like it. Um... And Jasper's gone, and I miss him a lot, though I know that he's doing what he feels is best, and it's not right of me to treat him like he is not capable. And then there's all the shit with Callum. And why do you think that about Mr. Wright? Um, I may or may not have uh, I may or may not have said that he would be someone that is better not living. Why do you think that? The person that he is is not someone good. Honestly, despite everyone that we have come across, he may be the worst person that I have met. And I have been shot in the face by Tristan Kepler. And what makes Mr. Wright worse than Mr. Kepler? Tristan knows he's a monster. He knows that he is someone bad. Callum, he thinks that whatever he does is just fine. And he left one of my best friends on her deathbed to just go and do whatever the hell he thought was going to be best for him. He knows no, no loyalty except his own. Cares about no one but himself. In many ways, he is just a monster of the worst sort. Man has no redeeming qualities that I've been able to find. And I'm a little ashamed about my reaction. If you feel so strongly about him, why are you ashamed? Because that isn't your way. Is it your way? Should it be? You tell me. I'm not here to make you conform to my ideals. I'm not here to make you second-guess every thought, wondering what would Eleni think. I'm here because I believe in what you believe in. And 
you have the support of a phoenix as well. But I think you need to consider what in all these feelings is really yourself and what is frustration. Tom Wright may not be much. And he may have done something terrible, but is that is that something that you need to pursue? Is that something that can't be left to Magda to sort out if she so wishes? Is that something that can't be left to karma or the future? Considering it probably that should be. Well, considering that your friend doesn't want anything to do with him, doesn't want to bother, you have to ask yourself whether or not, whether or not you're going to take that choice from her. I was more worried about losing your favor. It's not about me in this situation, Fushrak, it's about her. She is the one who was hurt the worst. She's the one who was left to die and still managed to survive. I am... I am a goddess of found family and love and mercy. But this... This is more in the realm of what you were raised with. The victims are the judges. But it's up to you whether or not you want to stick to that. Whether you want to honor her wishes. Because if you do, Callum Wright goes scot-free. If you don't, he's punished, but you go against Magda's wishes. You have to consider whether or not justice is worth more than respect of her wishes. I really feel like seeing Dad kind of mess me up. I imagine it did. I told him that I don't need his approval anymore in a minute, but I don't think that that gets rid of the uh, That didn't get rid of all the abuse over the years. But that is a situation in which you are the judge. By the by the tenets which we laid down with our first chosen, we have always believed that those most hurt should be the ones doing the judging given enough time and information to make an informed decision. Your father is your villain, whereas Callum is Magda's. How do we know the difference between our judgment and cruelty in the end? You know, things ain't done but dad and I, yeah, I know that. 
he isn't the kind of person to just let someone go. Like, where is that line? Cruelty is going too far. Or doing something even when your conscience says it's too much. There are some people who maybe deserve cruelty. There are certainly creatures and entities out there that have been nothing but cruel and perhaps deserve nothing but cruelty in return. But with mortals, people, it's difficult. There's a point where justice becomes revenge. Yeah, I um, I have a lot to sort out with that, and I probably should talk to Magda. I think that would be a very wise choice. And I also think that maybe talking with your family before you make decisions about your father would be a good idea, too. Yeah, I know that they're going to want to be there no matter what. Um, I will say this. I am concerned about you and your anger getting the better of you. But I also know that between myself and Ethvara, your newest fan, I think you'll make the right choice in the end. I think you will do what is best for yourself and the people that you choose to keep around you. I trust you in that. I didn't choose you because I wanted you to do my bidding. I chose you because I believe that what you do naturally fits with what I and my family are trying to achieve. I'm definitely glad that that you trust me. Honestly, that means a lot. You know, I've I've been concerned too, and honestly, I I haven't entirely known whether I should trust myself the last few Feywild days. Who else can um, you trust but yourself? Oh, I mean, that's a that's that's a question for far wiser people than me. I think you don't give yourself enough credit. You know, you are not the first person to tell me that. Maybe you should listen. Listen ain't always my strong suit. (laughs) I just will make that better. But all I ask as you move forward, because you are moving forward, even if it feels like you're stuck. All I ask is that each time you feel angry, each time you feel like lashing out or taking revenge for something, just remember what, remember what Esfar did for you and see if you can't offer 
a second chance to others as well. There are some that they will abuse the opportunity. There are some that won't make it on their second try, but you will never know if you don't give them a chance. You're right. I'm not here to be right. I'm just here to try to help you move forward. I, um, had Christmas tell me a bit more about the lady's favor. Um, so I learned about Ryzen. Oh, yes. What kind of person is he? They, I should say. He is stubborn, perhaps a little spiteful. Mm, you have a type, I see. Reckless, adventurous. Uh, and he knows exactly what he wants until he doesn't. And then he gets stuck. <laughs> I do have a type. It is because all of you remind me of my wife. That's fair. I would definitely like to meet her at some point as well. I am almost certain that you will, considering your wife. Yeah, she hasn't told me everything about that yet, but uh, if it's anything like what you and I have going on, I have the feeling that uh, she and I will be quite the pair. Your relationship with Zarai is much more energetic, shall we say. That's fair. I'm pretty sure that they've beaten each other up a couple of times. I would, I would love to see that. That would probably be a very fun sparring match to watch. It is quite the sight. Would it be possible for Ryzen and I to meet at some point? Of course. Is he able to contact you the same way that I do? Well, you have a tool for it, so it's a bit easier for you. But I can, I can put the idea into his head. I don't think he knows you exist, but I can nudge him It would be interesting to meet him. How often do we really get to meet another Chosen? There are very rarely multiple at once for one of us. I wish I could uh, leave you something. I, um... I got some tea that I thought that you might enjoy. Um, but unfortunately not able to leave anything behind. It's alright. Share it with your friends. Oh, I will. Um, thank you for your continued belief in me. 
the uh, lady's favor has been an incredible boon. I'm glad it's been of help. But just remember that I, of course, we believe in all of you. Because otherwise, how could any of you believe in us? Belief goes a long way. It's a very powerful thing. And when you consider mercies and second chances, just remember that. I will. Um... And tell your friend Christmas I said hello. Because he's only heard one half of this conversation. Surprise. Okay, I'm gonna love that. <laughs> um, is there anything that you'd like me to pass over to Morgan? I think, well, you are my chosen. I could send something with you. I, if you have anything in particular you would like me to bring, say where all you have to do is ask. And she uh, sort of pulls back and you see her create this like sphere shape in front of her with her hands. And as she does, you see a glass sphere starting to form in front of her. And inside of this glass sphere, you see the bottom of it filled with soil. And then from the soil sprouts up a sapling, a birch sapling. And as she sort of cups her hands underneath it, the glass sphere disappears and all that's left is like this like ball of soil and this sapling. And then she sort of makes a, a motion across, like flattening, and it all condenses down into a tiny glass bead and she offers it up to you. I very carefully take it. <laughs> Tell her that I think it's time that she planted her own anchor in the Feywild. Alright, I am just writing that down really quick. Mm -hmm. I love Coop's reaction. She's like, oh. <laughs> I will give this to her at the reascension. I have, uh, I have uh, to speak with her there anyway. I'm glad you'll get to be there to see it. It is quite literally a once in a lifetime chance. You, you took the joke right out of my mouth. Is there anything else I can help with? question um i sent some letters out a while ago and i hadn't heard back um from anyone until we sent some messages when we realized how much time had passed do you have any idea what's going on with rasvin in frosthold we uh haven't heard back from him at all 
he is alive. But I don't think you'll hear from him for a while. That feels vague and ominous. I wish I could tell you more, but... We'll find out. I, I appreciate think, you uh, at least trying. I think your friend Jasper might be able to tell you more. Yeah, I uh, mentioned that each of them should try and get in touch. So. Well, everyone's rather busy. Frosthold is a uh, nightmare at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I should let you get back. See you again soon. Well, I mean, if we spend much more time in the Feywild, I may end up talking to you tomorrow for all I know. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Um, but hopefully not, because I really won't get back to Aunt Lauren. Chris is freaking me out about some stuff after she saw away of him. Okay. Oh, that Chris, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not not the not the spying Chris. Which Christmas you do here. Oh, I'm just waiting Ellen for says, the I'm just waiting for the illusion to end. <laughs> illusion. El Ellen says hi, Chris. <laughs> um but uh, Ellen stands up from her, her seat and comes around to you uh, as you stand up as well. And she reaches out and she takes your arm for a moment. She says, just, just remember the second chances you've been given. And I think you'll do just fine. will do and she reaches up she pulls you down and kisses your forehead as your eyes open and you're back in your room I assume with Christmas standing in front of me no he's actually um, sitting cross-legged right next to you he's got some of the really fancy incense out he's got it lit so it smells nice in here um, yeah yeah Uh, how can I help? Well, I just, you know, thought crossed my mind the other day that I... I don't know, I, I don't much like the idea of you going off on your own after some of the things that you've said and done. And then I, uh... Well, I sat here for a little bit. Heard some of the things that you had to say. And then I had the thought that maybe you, uh, well, maybe shouldn't be alone for a bit. I appreciate that.
You know, Fustrock, I, um, I've seen men who say they value loyalty above everything else. And you know who I'm talking about already. And I can tell you that, well, at one point, maybe it was loyalty. It definitely turned into control that he valued above all other things. And I've gotten pretty good at spotting people who truly value loyalty. And people who are truly strong. And the strongest among us, they know when to stop and ask for help when they feel weak. And I just want to let you know that there is no one I have met that I think is stronger and more loyal than you are. I appreciate that, Chris. Sorry, you, I uh, to your room. You've uh, you've gotten wise in your old age. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> look, all I'm saying, you look your age now. Like you're, well, you know, trauma will do that you, to someone. Okay. Yeah, you you've just really aged into the personality, and uh, honestly, it's becoming of you. You um, look like I need to stop drinking. I mean, you've looked like you've needed to stop drinking for as long as I've known you, but I don't know. You, um, you've definitely kind of come into your own the last few days, and especially, um, yeah, since you came back from uh, reliving all of your memories. Thank you. Um, I may ask tomorrow if you are okay with it um, if you can reach out to Jasper yeah um, apparently uh, he may know something that's going on with Rasvin and he's alive but can't respond and uh Ellen told me that Jasper may know something, and I am very keen to find out what's happening with my brother-in-law. I can also reach out to Rasvin. I've met him. Technically, I've traded blows with him. Yeah, that... Oh, man, he hit like a truck, doesn't he? It sure does. Yeah. Um, but if he can't respond, you may be wasting that spell, I assume. It'd be worth reaching out to him anyway. Better than wasting it on Noah. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised by that. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a giant mammoth? I think that Noah throbs on the edge. And so. Oh, of the of of living? The edge. He, uh. <laughs> I don't know. There are... If I needed someone to make me breakfast, I would never ask Noah ever to help with something as simple as that. But if everything was on the line, 
and we were in our darkest moment and it was just us uh, he's definitely the one I would look to to get us out of there Foreshadowing. That was that was the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. <laughs> My new name. He is unpredictable, and he is dangerous, and he is weird as shit. But he killed three giants in a matter of a second, and that is just not something that you want to be on the wrong side of. Nope. Um, the Ascension's tomorrow, right? Yeah. I'd like to talk to everybody at dinner tonight. Tonight? We just had tonight. dinner. That wasn't lunch? Yeah, it's been that kind of no, day, man. No, technically it yeah. was. It was. It, it was, was lunch. lunch. Okay. I was going to say, Jesus Christ, this has been a long fucking day. <laughs> we can, uh, yeah, we can, we can definitely do that. Look, um, the other reason why I came here is I just wanted to let you know that when it comes to Tristan, because I can only assume that Sala read that letter out loud for everyone. Yep. Um, I'm not going to kill him. I can't. He's like a brother to me. He'd be like asking me to kill one of you. Except I've known him way longer than I've known any of you. Uh, I would never be able to do it. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to come up with a way for him to pay for what he did. But it's just like you asked, where's that line? And I don't know that there is an answer to that. Because everyone's line is different. Everyone sees justice as something else. But I figure if we can find some way for him to go about making right what he did. That's a start. Second chances. He's already had a couple of those. Maybe more of a last chance. I mean, sometimes that's exactly what a second chance is. So, does that thing make it so that there's two of you? Or is that still my concussion that I'm dealing with? Because it's like... I don't know if it's the incense... Is this incense? Is this something else? Did I? It's just burning bread. That's that's gonna be the. It's just croutons. <laughs> <laughs> so that is definitely the concussion. Trust me, I know. Aren't I not we, supposed to sleep if I have one of those? Because that is like the only I, thing I want to do right now. It's just like yeah, and take a nap. I'm. I, I was always told that, but I'm not a medical professional. We should probably get you to someone who is. Okay. I'm just going to go <laughs> for a walk. 
You're not a medical professional. You're a mad scientist. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, I'm not going to go to Noah. I'm just, I legitimately am just going to go for a walk. I the mean, concussion is not, it's just a reoccurring joke that's part of this session of Dungeons and Dragons that I'm playing with my friends. I do not actually need medical attention for a concussion. Turgeons and jerkins. Technically, though, you guys do have a medical professional now because Gwen is part paladin. That's true. Yeah. Dunkins and burnt toast. Anyway, uh, we will jump on break, and when we come back, we will get to the Feast of Wilds. So excited. Dude, because I'm hungry. We'll, we'll, uh... Christine just made the biggest dinner ever. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Bye. 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 Talk amongst yourselves.
We're back, 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 back. Okay, weirdo. Um, <laughs> All right. I Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so, the rest of that particular day passes by relatively peacefully. Uh, and you guys get a chance to have a long rest. Uh, Foo Shrek uh, wants oh, wait, to talk to everyone Fushrak? at dinner. Yeah. God damn it! What? <laughs> I mean, I suppose it could be a breakfast the next day if we want. What do you want? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> I, I was just going to talk to everybody about how I've been doing and to Magda about, like, uh, the whole Callum thing. Okay. Do the same. <clears throat> so I'm sure that you're wondering why I've why I've gathered you all here. Oh Jesus Christ! Good news, everyone. You guys are eating a uh, dinner made by Christine. So, like, you're still not done processing lunch, but more food. <laughs> yeah, as is the Midwest way. Everything is carbs. So, um, I talked to Will Lynn today. Chris knows this because he snuck into my room while I was doing it. Yeah, he likes to do that. The lights were on this Perfect. time. Two times. They were on the other time, too. Perfect. Um, I leave the party. <laughs> so... <laughs> Magda, I didn't tell you this. Um, after we spoke with Callum a few days ago, I uh, I talked to Ross about disposing of him. In my defense, I knew about this, which is also the why I was sneaking into your room. Just to put it into context. This is accurate. Um, that was... Not okay, because he hasn't wronged me. He wronged you. Mm, uh, you're right. So I apologize for that. The, uh... He is just an unforgivable piece of shit in my eyes. Um... And to me, it didn't make sense how you were able to just kind of brush him off. Because I can't brush off shit like that. Because despite how much I can tell my dad, I don't need his approval. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of other shit I ain't dealt with. <laughs> So, I was wrong. And you deserved to know what I had been talking about in terms of him and how I've been feeling in terms of him. I mean, I knew all this because I had to actually, like, tell you not to kill him, but... Oh no, I talked to Ross about dropping him in the pit so that he'd go to the abyss. Great. 
that wouldn't have started a international incident or anything. Um, uh, interplanar, but yeah. Well, I'll have you know, he's not in the Feywild anymore. He left. <clears throat> and he kind of apologized. Uh, I don't know how sincere it all was, but he said meeting Kenemek Ambro and getting screamed at by one of the most powerful people on Earth kind of shook him straight a little bit. So, uh, thank you, Noah. You're welcome. She, uh, she usually doesn't have that effect on people. Yeah, never. I know. I feel like she makes more people not straight than anything, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know about forgiving him or anything. Not really about that, but he was just a moron. He's not evil. And I appreciate the fact that you feel so strongly about me that uh, you would like to right some of those wrongs, but I appreciate more of the fact that you are realizing where you went wrong and giving me the control over that situation. I mean, if it helps, I had a lot of shame uh, about that. It's not exactly the way that I've been trying to be, but it is the way that I was taught. Yeah. He might be the worst person that I've met since leaving home. Well, I wish I could say the same, but he's not. Oh, but maybe he'll get his shit together. He's pathetic. He's not Sav, he's not Serena, or whatever the fuck her real name is. He's just a kid. Selfish one. Yeah, but that doesn't make him evil. No, I think that him leaving you when you needed him most does. But if you wanted him dead, <clears throat> we would have helped make that happen. We? And if you want him alive, then that's the way that it'll be. And if you change your mind, I'll be there to help. Honestly, (laughs) I don't think I want much of Callum Wright. 
probably was. Anyway, what a wonderful uh, dinner conversation. Oh, have you guys tried this focaccia? It's really good. Is that what it is? It's really delicious. Yeah, I made, good job, Ma. I made the salad. Good job, Ma. Oh. You notice no one's eating the salad. <laughs> you know and what? everyone's eating the focaccia. Yeah, uh, yeah salad doesn't have carbs in it. There's like oil and seasoning and pine nuts and shit for us to like dip it in. It's so uh-huh. damn good. Corey, get me my food. I've been texting Corey for the past like five minutes that our food is here and I'm so hungry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys have a lovely dinner with the Baragos again. Um, and uh, the rest of the night goes peacefully. Everybody gets a long rest. Uh, in the morning. <laughs> Sorry, I was just like, ah! <laughs> why? Angry. Um, <laughs> poor Corey. He's our best viewer, my and you just God. abuse him. I, I love ah. that he kept his head as far in the room as possible as he closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the next day, uh, as you guys get up, uh, the break is alive with activity. Uh, there are loads of people here, some still arriving. And uh, the morning is mostly just sort of people getting settled in, uh, things getting set up. You guys see a fucking army of tiny kobolds going through this entire place, setting up decorations and tables and setting up food, being directed by an equally tiny blue kobold, while most most of the rest of them are red. Um, and occasionally you hear a very distinctive voice scream across the entire break uh, for like people to come help him serve food, uh, for people to move shit out of his way. Uh, you see a very, to some people, upsetting uh, drider lady going around like doing like flower arrangements and that kind of thing. You see uh, Miss Rhoda, the half orc in the Edwardian dress. Uh, going around checking on things. You see the uh, very silent armored Doberman uh, Canatar going around. And of course you see Lord Arnulf uh, checking over things. Uh, guests uh, are all shapes, all sizes. Uh, types of people that some of you have never seen. Uh, people from Atlar and the Feywild, even people from the Shadowfell. Um... But uh, it's a it's a very eclectic mix, and uh, the actual uh, Hallamordu is open to people to come and go as they please. But Dunbive, the actual uh, hall inside Hallamordu, uh, is locked off for the moment as it's being prepared. Um, is there anything you guys specifically want to do before the ceremony? Um. Are we going to be able to talk to Morrigan like after the ceremony or is before the only time? She's not around before. Okay. Yeah, you guys don't really see much of Ross or and you don't see Morrigan at all. Uh, but Lord Arnolf and his staff seem to be kind of in charge of getting everything set up and running. Uh but uh, yeah. 
Anything, anybody, anybody at all? Um, did Chips and I spend oh. a little time working on that lantern? Yes. Okay. Do I need to roll anything for that? Not with your dad's help, no. Okay. Um, I'm assuming it's, it's not done yet. Not quite, but it's close. Okay. Um, I did want to... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, you're good. I don't think I have anything else. Okay. Um, I did want to look for Petrata and uh, possibly Nolan if she's here. Okay. Make me an investigation. I'll help with that. Okay. So, curl it twice. Well, it is regarding Fafine and Undead. So. In the, in the, in the, yeah. Fuck, and I rolled like shit both times. Uh, 12. It really is just you. Um, yeah, you, you come through the attendees before the ceremony, but, and you do spot some nymphs, but none of them look much like Lorcan, enough to make you think, oh, that's gotta be family. Uh, okay. Fuck. Yep. Um... Um... I, I think maybe I will, like, go up to Foostrock and, like, loudly and obviously start talking about Lorcan, just to see if anyone's interest is <laughs> to what I'm talking Like, wow. man, you know what would be really great is if Lorcan was here, our best friend, Lorcan. Uh, who is a nymph who was cast out of uh, the Feywild. Uh, Lorcan, man, what a guy. Right? Well, I'm gonna check yes. Effie uh, because <laughs> I'm, like, hearing Magda talk this loud and this weirdly, uh, Fustrak is concerned that Effie has failed and that she's just possessed by Sav at this point. Uh, oh Effie, Effie still has her upper torso and head. Magda, are you okay? What's going on? Yeah, I'm just trying to see if if his mum and his sister is here. Have you looked for them? Yeah, I looked, but I don't want to go up to any old nymph and be like, "Oh, hey, are you related to this one guy?" Because that sucks, right? Yeah, I no, that's that racist. Magda. Not not all fey people know each other. Yeah, or are related. That's no, exactly. that's not okay. Yeah. Uh, Magda, Magda, from behind you, you hear, you know, Lorcan. Turn around. Uh, behind you, you see uh, a younger, Illadrin-looking man. He's pretty handsome, but he's not like nymph handsome. Um, he uh, he's got sort of a medium dark skin tone. Uh, he's got the pointed ears. Uh, he looks more Eladrin, and uh, he has uh, the sort of tightly curled black hair that's been dreaded back. Um, and uh, there is a very striking resemblance to Lorcan in him. And uh, you see he's dressed in uh, a fairly nice like button-down shirt, vest, pants, leather shoes. Um... And uh, he has a fairly well-kept uh, full beard. 
Um, but he's kind of fixing you with a with a weird look. Yeah. Do you know Logan? Well, I've never met him, but yeah. Or mm. who are you? <clears throat> Let me guess. Is your mum's name Nalan? Who are you? Magda Renly. I'm your uncle's Shh. best friend. Yeah. Grand, and he calls across the room, and uh, wading through the uh, crowd of people gathered in Holomordu, you see a very dark-skinned, painfully beautiful nymph. Um, she is dressed in, like, a uh, underneath she has a fairly well-fitted like black blouse and like leggings and then over that is this sheer uh long almost robe like shawl um all in black and uh, she has the similar like dreaded hair she has the long pointed ears she has some of the more nymph uh features of like uh, little frills here and there that sort of point to her being a water creature. Um, but most strikingly, she has the exact same eyes as Lorcan. Um, and as she steps over, uh, Lorcan, who is not very tall, um, he was kind of a little bit below average, uh, his mother it towers over you. Like, not quite Gwyn Tower, but like, she is... She is the epitome of tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, In this I like campaign? My big, I like my big women. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu is a dream. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she, she steps up and she uh, drapes her arm around this younger man and looks at you. And as uh, the younger man looks up at her, she does not break eye contact with you. She says, you must be Magda. That's me. Lady I was told Petrata. we'd find you here. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to let you know, we're working on it. Getting him back. You don't have to lie to me. No, we are. We... Do you know who Karth is? Of course I know who Karth is. He gave us a little bit of a... a secret weapon. Once this is over, I think we're gonna try and... get him back. So the younger man looks up at her and says, See, Grandma told you. And she shakes her head. She says, It'll all be for nothing in the end anyway. Well, that's what's me. Even if you didn't get him back, I'm never going to see him again. Why? Because he can't be here. I mean, is there a way that you could go to Atharan? 
I don't think that would be very smart considering the people who are uh, who know me. I mean, with Lady Morrigan's ascension, maybe at least he could join us in the Court of Reckoning. I'm sorry, I'm just not terribly hopeful. But... He sent me a message. He is under Sav's control, as I'm sure you know, but he sent me a message saying that he wanted me to contact your daughter, Nolan. I don't know why, he didn't say. Save is the word that he used. Do you know where your daughter is right now? She nods, but she doesn't answer. Why might she need saving? I imagine it has something to do with your son. I don't know what all you know about our family, but... Needless to say, we are under constant watch and threat by the Sealy Court. Even if you manage to get him back, he'll be banished again. Then come with us to Atlaren. Leave this place. Sounds like they've treated you all poorly. I don't think I can. Why not? My, um, well, his father. What? Sav. No. I figured that out. Sav is not Morgan's father. No, uh, uh, sorry. Sav is his granddad. And that oh, never mind. Okay. I got it all mixed mixed up. He told me a long time ago that if I leave the Fang Wild, I'm as good as dead. Well does that include pocket dimensions? What? We know a guy. Got a big house outside of all this. I figured we were gonna do like a little summoning there, so at least for that amount of time you could see him. Uh she she sort of half nods, not really committing to it. She says, I made my peace a long time ago that I'd probably never see him again. But if you can help him, that's all I need. 
Here's the thing. I, uh... I kind of don't like it when kids can't see their parents. So... If you're able to, at least for 10 minutes, we can set up a, a way. And uh, the younger man, he sort of leans into Petrava's side. He's like, at least give it a try, Brent. And she nods slightly and says, I would love that more than anything. What exactly is Nolan in danger of from Hearsome? I heard that she left a long time ago. She did leave, but when she learned that some of the things he was up to she decided it was her job to expose him. And now she's in danger with him and his mother, who believes he can do no wrong. And as far as her father's relationship to her, would that also include her in that, in that she would be in danger if she left the Feywild? I don't know. They've never met, as far as I know. If we can't get you out, maybe we could at least get her and him, and I'll point to... What is his name again? You've never heard of I don't think. Yeah, no, did. you said it earlier. So like I can't remember. Yeah, yeah it is Burke. Yeah. Burke, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Morgan like, told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Get those two out anyway. We we do I don't think it's that out of the question that we can make a reunion happen, but the important thing here is we need to know where she is. Because until she's safe, we don't want to make a move on Lorcan. I can't say that out loud. Uh, I will send to her. I'm familiar with her, so I will say it into her brain. Uh, well, if you would like, you can simply say it to me this way. And then I can share it with other people. Indeed. Okay. Uh, she will tell you that Nalan uh, is actually there. She has been there for a while. Like, while you guys have been there. What the shit? She's she been visible? hidden. Hmm. You've seen her, but you didn't know it was her. Uh, oh. Petrata will basically tell you that she is disguised as a former crow. Not a crow that you would know. Like, post-Christmas crow. Just kind of look at everyone else be like, okay, no one say anything out loud. Magda. Um, 
Why would we need to save someone that's already not in You well she said that Harrison would do something. Does Morrigan know? Probably, I would imagine. I'm asking Petrata. Oh, um, she nods ever so slightly. She says, I've asked her to keep it very quiet. She's already safe, then. I mean, as safe as you can be. She isn't. Not from an archfey. I don't think it would be that hard to get her. I mean, <clears throat> once Lorcan is back with us, we're going to be back in Lauren as quick as we can. So, I'm sorry if I'm not much help. I just don't have that much hope left for it. Then let us do the hoping. If you can look after my boy, I will be forever in your debt. I... <clears throat> I didn't do a very good job of that before, but I'm hoping I can do better this time. Magnet, that's not on you. But it we is on didn't me. do. We didn't do our best. If any one person is going to take the fault for that, it's going to be me. And all I'm doing right now is trying to make it right. So. No, you would not be indebted to us. Especially me. We're just trying to do the right thing. It's more than most people do. And and she looks at Magda and she says, There were brief moments where he was able to speak to me. And he talked about you. Damn it, Taylor, you beat me by one second. What? I was going to hype up Magda. No, it's fine. You do it. All good uh, things, I'm sure. He loves you. Oh. Not that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, that would be quite the twist. He is... <clears throat> I mean, she's gay. He's half gay. Yeah. Her. <laughs> Only half, though. <laughs> Which is still adores. mostly gay. Shut up. He adores you. And feels like the only things he could talk about were his sister and you. Said that... If I ever came across a pale pirate assassin of a girl, that I that I could trust you. Got rid of that hat. He's gonna <laughs> make fun of me so bad for that. Well, 
I'll make sure that he can see you, and then I'll make sure your daughter and your grandson come with us, and they'll be safe. That's all I need. I think I need to go away from all these people for a moment. And then she looks down at Burke, who uh, you hear him very quietly, like, lean in and whisper, like, do you need me to come with you? And she shakes her head. And she says, you make some friends. There are really good people here. Morgan is very good at choosing her counsel. And uh, Petrata steps away, leaving Burke there, and Burke looks at all of you and says, well, uh, I guess I'm supposed to mingle or something. <coughs> it's kind of my first time at a big event like this, so uh, Yeah, it kind of Yeah. Uh you can always like hang out by the punch bowl with us. It's yeah. what all the cool kids do. Also, word of advice is for, uh, for kids your age is the drinks are free at places like this, so don't feel bad for having more than five. Yeah, kids, my I'm uh, almost a hundred years old. Yeah, that's a kid I'm... for an archfey, right? Honestly, a little bit. Yes, I'm it's gonna kind of. I'm yeah. gonna butt in with like a whole tray and be like, "Have you guys tried the focaccia? My God, they make so much oh of my it, God. you guys!" Oh God, you want this episode and titled Burke, about that so bad? Burke snacks. Burke snacks a piece. He's like, uh, he takes a bite away. He's like, "This is amazing. Who made this?" Uh, Christine Barago. I almost said Christine Baranski. <laughs> <laughs> She's here too. Yeah. You see the chandelier? Um, it's darling. <laughs> Uh, Christine Barago made these. It's an old Reese's Ridge recipe. You know, because that's where Focaccia was born. It's most certainly not. Oh, for <laughs> sure. What is Italy uh, in that, Lauren? Iracal. Reese's Ridge. <laughs> um, Reese's Ridge is fucking Minnesota. Uh, yeah, you know, it's real good. Uh, and, you know, you can hang out with us and uh, don't listen to Christmas. He's an alcoholic. So don't, you know, recovering, it's fine. Recovering yep. alcoholic. He's not doing a very good job. Time at had drink. Healing is not yeah. linear, okay? It is not <laughs> linear. I'm, I'm trying. Also, speaking of not beating ourselves up, Magda, stop. Uh, no. She's right. No one was nicer to Lorcan than you. You don't get uh, to feel sad. bad, okay? True, Leave the feeling sad for the rest of us. You've done enough for several lifetimes. I'll just well, sit here and eat my focaccia. <laughs> yeah. Man, this focaccia really is good. It is really good. Thanks, yeah, honey! <laughs> You're welcome! It's wonderful. I must have your recipe. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Christine and Zuka are gonna be best friends. Been getting a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that nobody has asked like, how are all these people still alive three hundred years later? But you know, 
Oh, I'm sure it's some sort of weird Arnolf thing. He probably oh, yes. lives in like the a hot dimension. Uh, Noah, I have a I have a question for you. Yeah. Was the food like this all the time when you were growing up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did barbecues like every weekend. I can't tell you how many times uh, chips almost burned the house down. Gotcha. And how could you tolerate traveling? Living off of like well hard tack and like rations and shit. Like I don't know. I think it's kind of fun. It's something new to do. You know, when I mean when you grow up your entire life being, you know, like rich and well fed and you have everything you want, like doing hardship is kind of fun. He's right, actually. Mm. That's <laughs> problematic. <laughs> I mean, it's just a it, different it, yeah. lifestyle, you know? It's interesting to experience yeah. other ways of life, you know? It gave me a lot more, uh, let's put it this way. Before I went on the road, none of that stuff mattered. And now I have a better outlook on life, and I actually feel grateful once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we also have had cake, like, every three days. So it's not like we're really, you know, we're not impoverished. Okay, well, before, when it was just like us roughing it out in Frosthold, it was, we didn't eat very well. I will just say that. I wasn't there for most of that. Yeah, I know. Uh, Christmas, you feel uh, somebody tiny lean against your leg, I guess. Uh, as Christine has popped into the conversation, um, oh, and uh, she looks, DMs. she looks around at all. <laughs> she's like, "That is so sad." Did your, my God, did nobody feed you guys well when you were little? I mean, I didn't starve, but I don't know. Well, it wasn't like barbecues every weekend or whatever. Well, I, you're, I look at. I look at Christine and I'm like, we we weren't always rich, were we? I mean, you guys were. It wasn't until Pa figured out that that fancy uh, that fancy like warp remover that we really started gaining some uh, some altitude. Uh, well, your well, mm, your dad came from a family that was already like they already had a business so they were doing pretty okay like the Barago business has existed since before I was part of the whole shebang but uh, me no I grew up pretty rough we haven't really I mean, talked I mean, about this have we no I mean I would say I grew up pretty rough too but I think that no, was mostly my own I, fault you well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you put it that way, yeah. But no, I uh, I grew up uh, in Morse Rest. Actually, I grew up on uh, one of the oh, uh, the poor poor areas. Like, don't get me wrong, they do a pretty good job over there these days. But you know, you can only help so many people. And my mom had like nine kids. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, and but I'm the only one left. If that tells you anything. Well, and also, well, I mean, Noah is your yeah. only kid, right? I mean, if you're gonna talk in specifics, technically, I have no kids. I just, I just stole him. That's true. If you like stealing another, I, I sure do love this food. I have this feeling that she literally stole me. 
she didn't, though. She told you what happened. Oh, what happened? I can't remember. She adopted you from Lachmanos because your real parents uh, couldn't, they couldn't keep you. They were oh. slaves. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. See, I had a rough life, you guys. Super rough. You, you had a rough, like, remember. two weeks of your life. <laughs> yeah. And then Christine was, was like, oh my god, he's so cute. Give him. I was born into roughness. I don't um, remember the exact story, but she said it somewhere in the stream. I think it was when okay. you guys were at Alistair's place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I was telling everybody that that's what happens when you cross a Mercaptora and a gnome. Nope, sure ain't. <laughs> and you get a tiefling. <laughs> you're real tall for that to be so, but but uh, no, I I did grow up pretty rough. Uh, the uh, the whole the whole I mean, you know, Chips took my last name, so it changed the name of the family business. It used to be, you know, the La Hoy, whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, pardon me, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh... Uh, but yeah, we got married, and he named it after me. Oh my god, I forgot because his name is Chips LaHoy. Christopher oh LaHoy. Christopher LaHoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, we're hilarious. Okay. Uh, you oh came god. up with that one. Oh, um, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty rough going until I met him. And now you're just living in the lap of barbecue luxury. Well, I mean, now I have money to do the kind of projects I want to do and go everywhere I want to go and help people. So, you know, it's a pretty good trade-off. I'm always busy, but I'm always doing something good. Also, I would say that any of you who need to do some traveling or, like, whatever, just go hang out with the Phalons for a while. Like, yeah. You think Ma's good at food, just you wait. Oh, yeah. And not oh. to mention, like, whenever Morgan's there, like, oh, gosh, the food. He's a better cook than I am. I found we that very down. hard to believe. It's true. He taught if me a slow, lot of what I know. If yeah. I break my curse from Sov, and we slow down, and I eat this much every day, I'm going to gain, like, my body weight back twice over. I've seen your girlfriend, honey. You're not going to gain it back. Trust me. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, Magda could also probably use a little bit more time in the training room. Or at least in the sun. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you about that. That last battle we did, you didn't even once. Is there something? Did did you, like, take a vow of, like, uh, like, pacifism? Oh, murder celibacy. Yeah, yeah, murder celibacy. That is so... Yeah, Yeah, and I'm about to break that <laughs> that vow right now if you don't shut the fuck up. Has it I mean, always I... been this way? Yeah. Are you actually a You know, I do kind of wonder. Maybe I'm trying to come up with an explanation <laughs> for this. It's like, just that you suck. It is really just that you suck. Oh, I know, but, like, I'm trying to, like, fit it into story. Um, it could also be that Magda just sucks. I, I am cursed <laughs> by Sov. Maybe that has something to do with it. No. <laughs> Look at no. the shit that Tristan gets up to. That definitely ain't it. Wait, what's going well, on? Well, he 
He juices himself up on fucking residuum. Well, that's the answer, then. The that's what we gotta do. You have to take drugs. Absolutely not. I already take drugs. You know, I remember... I, I said that really loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, several people turn and look. Uh, and Christine is like, wait, are, are you are you having some, some troubles on the battlefield? Oh my god. Before are you having some issues. performance issues? <laughs> I put a hand on her shoulder... Not Magda, I put a hand on Christine's shoulder and I go, you know, statistically, one in five. Oh my god. No, honey, that's men. Um, do you... Well, I mean... She's real good at faking it, though. She doesn't have to with Gwen. Uh, but uh, Christine says, do you... Do, but seriously, though, like, do you want some help? I think they're all exaggerating. Right? Really I gave you a weapon that gives you a plus three to hit and you still can't hit. I think something's wrong. I turned uh, you into a woolly mammoth. And you missed. And you missed a giant fucking dragon. Don't take this the wrong way because we adore you and you are wonderful and we feel obligated to bring you with us everywhere. We feel uh, obligated? <laughs> Magda, Magda, ignore all them for a second. Do you... I got something I think will help. And she... Wait, hold on. Reaches... I think I know what it is. What? I hold up a hand. I'm like, how many fingers am I holding up, Magda? Three. Roll a perception check. <laughs> Magda just needs glasses. Roll to that one! Yes! <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> It's Six. Um, But Christine can make that. She's a tinkerer. You just need a pair of glasses, aka a new set oh of Oh my dice. god. <laughs> but I'm serious though, honey. Like, I think I got something that can help you. Okay. And she she digs into her uh, satchel. She pulls out a book. She says, read this. Oh, no fucking way. I will read the book. It's gonna take you a long time. Okay. Isn't your dexterity start to already the like twenty? What is it? Is it on the cover? It just says like how to hit things that are really close. <laughs> Step Dummy's one. guide Swing to combat in, D- yeah. in D fifth edition. Step two. Combat for dummies. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no, that's a wisdom item. Hold on, let me, let me. It's let just me. the player's handbook. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Walk it back. Hold. She doesn't hand you a book. That's a wisdom oh. item. Okay. Uh, she hands you a knife. No! <laughs> <laughs> she pulls I out. I already did that. Uh, uh, she pulls out a small uh, stone. Uh. This woman is fucking loaded. Yeah, she is. There's nothing more dangerous than a rich person with money they actually earned. (laughs) Um, But she hands you a uh, small stone with a one flat side. Um, And she says, now, this... You guys probably know what this is. This is a residual crystal. 
Uh, and a while back, I maybe picked up a nifty little hobby uh, where I can do tattoos. And uh, oh. haven't haven't seen what uh, Mr. Kepler had going on there. I bet you I could recreate it. So you are actually doing literally the same thing that. Okay. Yeah. So maybe. we are gonna juice you up, uh, Tristan style. Uh, I'd like to not turn into a raging it's, monster. It doesn't do that. These have nothing to do with that. He's just naturally a monster. That doesn't. He's just chewing on crystals. Okay. So if sure. you got like, um, she looks at the stone, she's like, uh, let's say like four hours handy at any moment. I can just, I can just do you right up. Uh, I got four hours after this, so sure. Perfect. Let's do it. We'll have tea and Always. tattoos. It'll be great. Do you have any ideas for what you want your tattoo to look like? And maybe I can draw something up for you. Oh, uh... I think I want a magpie. You got it. That's yeah. I just picture an actual pie that says mag on it. Yep. You would really love this TikTok account that I follow. He does like some of those tattoos that are like that. Um, but yeah, uh, Christine puts the uh, residuum crystal back. She says it's a date. We'll do it. It is going to be great. Sounds great. I look at Gwen and I'm like, I always wanted a tattoo. I mean, I'm literally a tattoo artist. You could have asked at any moment. Yeah, I guess so. Gwen, did you do this I one? Know. Oh wait, no, I didn't know you at that. Never mind. No. No, you didn't. You didn't do any of mine. No, you have one small one from me. Where? It's on your ass. And she no. comes no. over. Uh, is, she comes over and no she pulls down. The back of his collar. What? Wait. Um, what? She pulls down the back of his collar, and you see right at the base of his neck, kind of uh, below where Ben has his evil eye or uh, all-seeing eye. Um, there is a teeny tiny little, uh, like, stylized version of a crow. Oh, cute! Oh. You wouldn't let me do any others. Well, I mean, the other ones <coughs> came from fairies, so... Yes. Yeah. But Sala has a bunch from me. Uh, Tristan has a bunch. I'm pretty sure everybody in the uh, old crew has some from me. I got a new one, by the way, while we're on the topic. You want to see it? Sure. Cool. Christmas takes his shirt off. Okay. <laughs> we're in the middle of a feast. You're, there are plenty of people that are we're shirtless. We're still in here. technically getting ready for the feast. You're eating appetizers that aren't supposed to be eaten yet. There are uh, so many shirtless <laughs> people in here because they're satyrs and fawns. Yeah, and technically, Foodstruck is basically shirtless. Yeah, like yeah. all the time. Yeah. So yeah. trust me, it's fine. Um, I'm always rocking the cow nips. Christmas will show off his back. <laughs> Um, Fustrock probably didn't see this the last time that he saw Christmas with his shirt off. Um, but before, there used to be a very different tattoo here. Uh, no one will ever know because no one ever asked. Uh, but now there is a... basically covers the entirety of his upper back is a huge um, Triskelion that is actually a design 
of like stylized crows. That's the back tattoo. Is it, what is a triskelion? Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the uh, thing that you should take connect. notes about. Oh, it's this, but yes. spirals. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is Morrigan's symbol. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, as you guys are uh, sort of milling around and chatting with folks and hearing uh, hearing Zuka yell over everything occasionally, just like bring me more tater tots, casserole. Um, but focaccia. Uh, Bring me Christine Barago and make her bring her focaccia recipe. Uh, <laughs> he is, he is Ignis through and through, just longer. Um, but uh, eventually, things start to pick up a little bit as you are all ushered into uh, Halamordu and Dunbaev, uh, where you see that the entire hall has been uh, redecorated with a lot of sort of uh, spring. Uh, decorations, colors, like lots of greens and blues. Um, there is actual live ivy and wisteria hanging all over the place. Um, there are live trees now replace columns in this uh, building. And uh, all of these tables that are lined through the hall have been set with uh, sort of uh, patterned different uh, chargers. That's what those are called. I remember. Uh, like from the wedding. chargers? No, they're the plate that goes under a plate. Yeah. Yeah, Ben oh, had to tell me yeah. what those were during no, Silas and Marin's wedding. Uh-huh. Um, and I had to say, no, those aren't there. It's more of a barn wedding. But uh, yeah, uh, all kinds of decorations and greens and blues and sort of natural earthy colors. And uh, at the top of the stairway, uh, these small stairway, uh, where the sort of uh, under understated throne chair used to be, uh, it has been moved. And instead, there is this new stone plinth sitting there, uh, around which uh, piles and piles of flowers and branches have been laid and a ring of hazel has been set around the plinth. Uh, And standing in the center of the ring of hazel is Morrigan. Uh, Her long, dark hair, uh, she is wearing bits and pieces of her sort of decorative armor over a, uh, this time not black, but white gown. Uh, Sort of simple, not, not like frilly and wedding but just simple. And standing to her side outside of the Ring of Hazel is Ross. And then standing to the opposite side, currently talking to Morgan, you see a woman who, much like a nymph, uh, makes you all sort of... It's painful to look at her for too long, but she is beautiful. Short sort of bob cut, blonde hair, long... Uh, sort of moss green dress that has bits of actual plants woven into it, Uh, sort of golden sun-kissed skin, perfect uh, white uh, long nails, 
and uh, she has this silver chain belt around her waist and a matching silver circlet. And uh, immediately upon looking at her Christmas, you know this is Titania herself. Fucking oh, hell. Fuck. Oh, the bitch is here! Does she look He's... like she's here to cause trouble? This isn't the bitch. This is the bitch's yeah, mom. Does... Uh... I would say mom's more the bitch. Uh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Titania is the one who really causes the trouble. Does Titania look like she's here to cause trouble? She yeah, doesn't look yeah. happy, but she doesn't look adversarial. She has her hands just sort of clasped in front of her, covered in, like, these bracelets and rings. Uh, and she's just calmly talking to Morrigan. And you can see that something... You can kind of see that some kind of deal is being made here. Like, they're discussing something. Question. Do I see Chris react to her? I don't know. Do you? I mean, I, yes. I'm like very purposefully like, well, there's someone I don't want to make eye contact with at any point tonight. Um, yeah, that'd be hard for me to hide. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a nat 20 on perception. So yeah, um, I am going to go up to Morgan and Titania. Okay. With a plate full of focaccia. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, you you approach and you see Ross like clock you, but roll his eyes like he's he can't stop you. Uh, all color and, uh, just left Christmas's yeah. face. As just, you step, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna saunter up and be like, uh, "Hey there, ladies, or uh, preferred gendered pronouns, people. Um, we have this great focaccia that was made uh, especially for all of you." And it's supposed to bring about forgiveness and happiness and that other word I said. Gotcha. Um, uh, what was it? What was the word I used? Forgiveness. Forget. Forget. Okay. So bring about, you know, forgiveness and, you know, focaccia and, and just happiness all around. This is good luck, focaccia. Please take some. Um, and Morgan leans over. She doesn't move out of the circle, but she leans over and takes a piece. And she says, thank you, Mr. Brogo. I appreciate it. I hand her a small napkin. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is oily bread. Um, but, uh, Titania, who still has her hands, like, clasped in front of her, she says, no, thank you. Oh, okay. Would you prefer something else? Do you want less carbs, more carbs? No, thank you, sir. I hand her a napkin with a little piece of focaccia on it. I'm like, okay, well, you have a great day because my mom worked really hard on this. So make (laughs) sure you let her know that you liked it. Uh, And, you know, she wants to see everybody enjoying themselves. I hope you have a great day. Thanks, bye. Does Midwestern guilt work on Archfey? (laughs) (laughs) If... (laughs) Uh... So Noah, uh, when you when you go to leave, do you like look back at all, or do you just walk away? Yeah, I want to see if she just straight up like Willy Wonka. She just like mm. uh, as you step away, she's like holding it in her palm, and she closes her palm, and it just smolders away. <laughs> Christmas watches as this happens, and you guys just hear him go. That is the most terrifying person. On the face of it, Lauren. And I am not talking about Titania. 
Are you talking about Noah or (laughs) Christine? Because I'm wondering if Noah or Christine are scarier at this point. I think it's Christine. Yeah, it's probably still Christine, but after that, it's Noah. Uh, Actually, I want to see something, because I feel like this could be fun. Oh, don't curse me, Oh, yes. Uh, So, you, Noah, you see this... And then you feel a tiny whoosh of air go past you <gasps> as Christine walks right up to oh. the queen of the Sealy Court. Uh, oh. She's still carrying a tray of like brownies. Um, and she walks up, she's like, Hi, you must be Titania. It's so nice to meet you. Titania. <laughs> you and must Titania. be Tanya. Tanya, right? <laughs> and Titania looks down at her and says, uh, Yes. And she says, well, I'm so glad to see you can make it. I know that there's been a little tension between, you know, with Morgan and all that stuff. I know the two courts don't always mix. But, you know, we're glad to see you here on good terms. And I brought you some brownies for you to take home to, you know, all your kids and your friends and whatnot. And she holds out the tray and Titania says, I, that's not necessary. And Christine is like, it is, though. <laughs> and Titania sort of furrows her brows, and I'm actually going to roll to see if Christine can intimidate check. her. I literally have my hand on the Ace of Spades right now. Can like, I? So scared I, I don't care what Christine rolled, but I'm going to use my reaction <laughs> to give her a flash of genius. So add four. <laughs> cool. That's going to make it a twenty-nine. Uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Titania like pulls back ever, just very ever so slightly. And she's like, thank you. And she sort of like reaches down and takes the tray. And Christine's like, I'm sure you'll love them. They're Reese's Ridge original recipe. I made them when my boy was just a little thing and uh, he loves them. So I'm sure you're going to love them too. And uh, Titanic's like, uh Oberon and uh you see out of the crowd <laughs> out of the crowd comes uh a fairly beefy not too tall a uh, very dark skinned man long sort of wild black hair shirtless uh wearing sort of rugged uh rugged like hide pants he definitely looks like the king of beasts as he's known and he comes over and Titania gently uh deposits the tray in his hands she says um take send those home if you would uh this lovely um what was your name and christine's like oh my name's christine barago and she points at no she's like and that's my boy right there and she's like oh um lovely to meet you mrs barago um I was just on my way out. Uh, and she looks at Morgan. She says, Good luck, I suppose. We'll mm. be seeing more of each other soon, I assume. And Morgan nods. Yeah? Can I look around while they're talking and see? Because if Titania and Oberon are here, I'm wondering if here some might have slipped into. You, you can see if you can try to find them. Yeah, yeah. No idea what he looks like. Natty one. 
Do you want me to... What do you want me to roll? Just roll perception check. What about investigation check? No. Ah, shit. Okay. You can't, you can't really look closely if you don't know who you're looking for. That's fair. Twelve. Twelve? Yeah. Um, looking around for people who are inherently full of themselves and <laughs> out of place, you really just see Titanium and Oberon and maybe Ross. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, you don't spot anybody that strikes you as a potential other archfey of the Sealy Court. There's really, the only people that really fit Titania's thing is Oberon. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, Morrigan uh, gives Titania a smile, a genuine smile, and says, I will be in contact to deal with more of these issues the Sealy Court is facing, and uh, hopefully, starting tomorrow, I can be of a bit more use than I was before. But you don't have to stay. I can see you're uncomfortable. And Titania nods, kind of glancing back down at Christine and says, then I think I'll, I'll take my leave. <laughs> I fuck up the accent. Uh, but Titania turns and Oberon, who's standing there with this tray of brownies in his massive hands, is just like, what? <laughs> and Titania's like, shut up. And they leave. <laughs> And Christine, um, like, puts her hands on her hips. She's like, well, gosh, wasn't she just the nicest? Oh, the shade. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Would I be able to pop over to Ross? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Ross. Um, yeah, what? I have something for Morgan, but I'm not sure if this is the right time to give it to her or if it should come after. What is it? Uh, a gift from LM. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, she's right there. You can give it to her now if you want to. I wasn't, I didn't want to interrupt anything, so. Well, with uh, Titania finally fucking off, you're not really interrupting anything. Very fair. Um, and then I head over to Morgan after thanking him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's right there. Uh, just talking to Christine at this point. <laughs> just enjoying herself. <laughs> Christine's just like, oh, she was so pretty and so nice. And Morgan, <laughs> Morgan is just like, she is unique, to be sure. Um, but yeah, as you step over food says, Mr. Wabu. I, um, spoke with LM this morning. Um, she's excited for the reascension. But we look forward to being able to speak with them more directly again. She gave me something for you. And I pull out the the glass bead, um, and um, she says that it is time for you to plant your own anchor tree in the Feywild. 
and she, I hand it over to her. Yeah, she reaches out and she takes the bead, and you see her actually crush it between her fingers, and it suddenly blooms into the glass sphere, and then leaves behind this uh, birch sapling with little uh, leaf shoots starting to come out of it. And as she holds it in both her hands, you hear Ross behind her go, holy shit. And Morrigan has this look on her face like you've just handed her something incredibly precious. And she's like, oh, I, I didn't know that they could even make any Well, she, uh, she made it right in front of me. She said that she's looking forward to having the family be more complete again. Mr. Wadborn, I, I don't think you realize quite the gravity of this. It is an anchor tree, but Ellen didn't make it. Senna made it. What? Should be a corpse in the Astro Sea right now. Almost a corpse. This is a gift from my my sister. And you actually see tears start to form in her eyes as so she's kind of cradling uh, the sapling close. And uh, she turns toward Ross and she says, Robin, will you look after this for me? I I don't want to take it with me through the whole process. And Ross, so carefully, like, more careful than you've ever seen him be, takes this sapling. And you see him sort of twist his wrist and it disappears. It's like, that's... That's... That's quite a fucking gift, man. Um... Well, I also brought something of, uh, like, for me to to give to you, and now it kind of seems uh, paltry uh, by comparison, but um, I know that you are a goddess of war, and war serves two great purposes for peace and protection of those that we care about. And I uh, produce one of the items that I went and got secretly uh, from the party. And it is a bracelet made of steel, like the kind of steel that you would make a weapon out of. Um, and engraved on it, it says, for the ones we love. And I just, and like, it's just a mundane ass item, but I just like give it to her. Um, and she, she reaches out and just as gently takes this gift and you kind of see Ross next to her just go, all right, that's fucking cute. And she, <laughs> she kind of chuckles and she's like, this is... There's more to a gift than what it's made of, Mr. Wildborn. I believe this is every bit as special 
and you see her actually slip it on to her wrist. Um, and you watch it sort of form fit to the uh, the gauntlet that she wears. I think I'll make it part of my normal uh, outfit, if you don't mind. Not at all. I uh, I am honored. I've brought something for uh, for Ethvara as well when I uh, when I run across her. And Morgan looks up and says, "I believe she's back there in the rafters." I'll see if I can coax her down up here in a minute. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, does anybody? Have, do y'all have anything important to do before we start this thing? Because we got twenty minutes, and I need to do this. No, just okay. giving people focaccia. Yep. I'm giving a bird a gift later. Yep. <laughs> she made this. Um, so the party is yeah. like underway, underway. We're just waiting yes. for the the big show to start, basically. Basically waiting for the full moon. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, Morgan kind of stays in this one spot uh, for the evening. Uh, like Almost like she can't leave this circle of hazel and flowers. Taylor, I do what? have one thing I want to do. Okay, what? And it'll be very brief. <laughs> And you won't actually know what some of it is. Okay. What is Sala's passive perception? Sala's passive perception is 19. Okay. I'm going to enhance ability myself for something real quick. I'm just letting you know because this involves casting spells and an ability check. It's a 19. Cool. I rolled a 21 sleight of hand. We'll come back to that later. Cool. Um, so, uh, as it gets into the evening, and uh, you guys have been kind of milling around, meeting people, uh, you know, enjoying the fun stuff that uh, Lord Arnolf has set out. There, it's more than just like a social gathering. There's actually like stuff to do as well. Uh, but as it gets into the uh, the darker part of evening, where the sun actually starts to go down in this uh, sort of pocket plane that uh, Holomordu has been for a long time, which you have been warned, Holomordu is about to get much bigger. Um, but uh, eventually Ross gathers everybody up. Um, and you all go into the hall of Dunebive, and you see that things have already begun to happen as the uh, plinth that Morgan is standing on has started to glow ever so slightly silver. Uh, and you see perched on either shoulder are her two crows that she keeps with her. Um, and you can see that her white dress is kind of reflecting the glow and her armor is gleaming. Uh, and Ross uh, steps to the front of the party uh, and says, if I can have everybody's attention, uh, so I'm not really much of a speaker, not really much one for speeches, but uh, I want to say thank you to all of you who've been with us for, you know, all this time helping me look after my mom. I want to thank uh, Lord Arnold as well for keeping an eye on us and also setting up this lovely party. And uh, thank you to the 
uh, counsel of the Court of Reckoning for sticking with us, or those of you who are newer, joining us. And then he points to your group. He says, I would especially like to extend the thanks for yesterday to uh, these assholes who uh, helped us hide just a little bit longer from some pretty, uh, some pretty nasty stuff. I did some looking into it, and uh, it looks like Baylor sent a corrupted fucking dragon after us. So, thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and he steps uh, to the point where he's basically in front of Morgan. He says, "Now, I think it's become pretty clear to those of you who've gotten to know us that." My ma is real important to me, and I've been looking after her since the day she fell. And the Balin helped me hide her here in Feywild before the dissolution, uh, before the demiweir closed. And um, we've been sort of flying under uh, Baylor's nose this entire time. So trust me when I say it's a big relief that. My ma is finally going to get back to uh, being stronger than me. It's not been all that easy to be, you know, the defender and trying to keep out all the threats all these years. But uh, tonight, we are all going to see the reascension of the goddess of war, Morgan herself. And as of tonight, the Feywild is going to have its goddess back. So, if everybody will please uh, take a couple steps back, this could be quite the light show. And he turns and looks up at Morgan, um, who smiles down at him and she sort of ushers him forward and you see her take him by the face and kiss him on the forehead before he steps aside um and she looks down at the floor beneath her that has slowly begun to grow brighter and brighter silver this plinth and you see the flowers that have been piled around her uh are starting to give off their own glow in all these different colors and you actually see some of them are starting to grow like new blossoms and shoots out of them and vines. Um, in amongst them, you see uh, that there are even, Noah would recognize, there's even old modern flowers in amongst the uh, collection. And they're growing additional vines as well. Um, she holds out either of her arms and you see her crows sort of land on her hands and she sort of gives them a boost as they take off um and they leave through this uh there was a set of uh glass panes in the rooftop that have now been removed and they take off skyward toward where the full moon is shining down into this chamber Can I say and something real quick? Yeah. Can I, while all this is happening, can I keep an eye on everyone to make sure that nobody's making any like weird moves against her while she's ascending? Sure, make a perception check. Okay. Can I give myself guidance? 
Uh, that's a nat 20. So that's going to be a uh, total is 30. Cool. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll get back to you on that. Um, okay, thank you. But as she's still standing there with her hands outstretched, you can see her pale skin also starting to glow. And it's a very slow process, but um, you're watching her grow in height uh, and watching her sort of frail frame start to fill out a little bit more. Um, And then there's a moment where uh, the moonlight coming down, there's like a flash over it as if something crossed the moon and then a second one. And if you all look up, you can see that the uh, two crows uh, are sort of flying back and forth in these like not work patterns over uh, over Dune Vive. And you watch as the edge of the moon starts to turn red, like a lunar eclipse is coming in. And Morrigan looks up and you see uh, her uh, purple eyes start to glow and lighten as well. And then there is a sudden flash of purple light off to one side, and then green on the other, and then red, and then blue, and all of these, uh, all of these different colors starting to flash in this chamber. And people actually like step back, like reeling back because it's so bright. And you watch the flowers begin to almost melt into each other and they become this single flower petal covered like ring of vines that begins to grow up and encircle the ring of hazel around Morrigan. Uh, These sort of tendrils and branches reaching up and more flashing of light. Uh, As you realize that the flashes are coming from a gathering of teeny tiny fairies that are starting to drift inward and they latch onto this sort of writhing mass of vines and greenery and actually get inside the circle with Morrigan and the flashes keep getting brighter and faster inside of this sort of cocoon that is forming. Um, the crows making their knotwork patterns above Uh, The faster and faster they fly, the faster the moon turns red and then sort of deep maroon and black as coming over the face of the entire moon. Um, You can all smell like incense in the room, uh, but it is soon replaced by petrichor and just the scent of leaves and grass and nature, the the sort of stuff of the Feywild. Um, and in the midst of all of this, Ross, uh, who walked off to the side, has come back uh, carrying a case in his arms uh, that's currently closed, and he's just standing before this cocoon waiting. Um, Noah, with your 30, you will notice that off to the side, Um, Not necessarily doing anything, but a little closer than maybe he should be. Uh, There is a man that has sort of like sun-darkened skin. Uh, He has pointed ears. He strikes you as a ladron. Uh, He has 
uh, blonde hair that's kind of wild and all pushed off to one side. And he's wearing this relatively colorful outfit that kind of makes him look goofy, but you know that underneath these really strange clothes, he is probably pretty muscly, pretty lean, and you can see he's got, uh, he doesn't have weapons on him. They've been, nobody's been allowed to bring weapons in here, really, except for a handful of people, and you guys have, because Ross let you, uh, but you see that he has, like, a rapier scabbard at one side, and his hand is resting, uh, sort of on a pouch on his belt as he's just watching this process, and... Uh, in amongst the crowd, you do notice that a few of the Fomorians who are on Morgan's council, they're all kind of like looking at him confused and like looking at each other. But he's not doing anything. Though you do start to notice his lips moving. I'm going to walk over to him while this is happening. And I'm just going to get right in front of him so that I'm kind of blocking his vision with her. Yeah, and he pauses and looks down at you. Like, uh, hey there, uh, what can I help you with? Are you doing okay? Just watching the ceremony. Uh, yeah, uh, your, are your lips okay? They're kind of doing something weird. I have a tendency to talk to myself occasionally. Do uh, I notice that no one I went mean, over there? Probably. Is that Hearson? Uh, have you ever seen Hearson? Sure have. Yep, that's him. I'm gonna make my way over there too. Okay. I've just got my hand like resting on my coat where my gun is. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like uh, you know, I uh, were well. Just I like to talk to myself once in a while too. What are you talking to yourself about? Is there anything fun going on? It's rather private. Can I help you? Yeah, I just wanted, you know, somebody to talk to. You look like a nice guy. You look like you're doing okay, having a good time. I would appreciate it if you'd leave me alone. Hmm. Uh, Do you mind if I stand next to you? Is that okay? I do mind, yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to stand here anyway. Um, You know. Do you want some focaccia? And I like hand it, like, piece of bread. Oh. I see Christmas head over there. I'm going to also head over there. It's the whole fucking party. Well, because, like, Noah, I'm like, what I I don't know what Noah fucking does half the time, but, like, (laughs) uh, Christmas going over there concerns me. As soon as I see Hearsome, I am actually going to use Sending. And I'm going to send to Hearsome. Okay. Uh, and I am going to say, if you're here to cause trouble, you better rethink that and take several steps backwards right now. Because uh, we see mm-hmm. you and we're on to you. Uh, Noah, you will see him stop like he's listening to something. And you see a little grin come to his face. When I move to the side, I, I'm letting him kind of still see her, but I am basically prepping myself to shoot him if need be. 
Uh, Hearson does not answer you, Christmas, but he does turn toward Noah and he says, Well, it seems like none of you know how to leave well enough alone. I'm just here as an onlooker. Insight yeah. check. You yeah, insight check, Christmas. sure. I'll, not... I'll insight check. Okay. <laughs> it's not going to be good. <laughs> um, 15. Oh, that's a lie. That is such a lie. Yeah. Even though he is known for being a very good liar, he rolled a natural one. I, I'm going to, I'm going to reveal the gun. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, you know, click it into place with one of those poison bullets and be like, okay, uh, listen here, guy. Just, you know, listen up, chief. Um, we're going to we're gonna not cause a problem, and uh, you're going to go on your happy little way. You're really going to kick out one of Morgan's honored guests? Yes. Why should I be afraid of you? You don't have to be. I mean, you cannot be afraid. You'll be dead either way. So, like, you know, whatever. You wish. Now, if you don't mind, I'm watching the show. So get the fuck out of my face. Cool. I'm going to stay right here. Just make sure you're being good. <laughs> All right. Well, you leave me no choice. And he sort of, he doesn't do anything. His hands are visible, but he sort of leans back and you see his head tilt down ever so slightly, almost like a nod. And there is a sudden rush of movement within the crowd. I I shoot him immediately because I was prepping that shot. I am going to end the stream here. Ah! Uh But... We will open next time with initiative. Yes, dear. Did I get my surprise or no? You will, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Make sure you write that down. But uh, yeah, Uh, basically a bunch of people in the crowd move in and uh, we'll have ourselves a little little fucking snafu (sighs) in the midst of Oregon reassembly. Hey, you know what though? You know what though? You know what's great about this? Hearsome can't do anything to Nolan if he's dead. Yeah. We do also have to kill him first. Yeah, and he is an archfight, like a major archfight. It's okay. That's yeah, okay. fine. It's okay. We'll be fine. That's like a couple steps ahead of Ancient Dragon in my book. Yeah. I mean, we did defeat a dragon. Not an ancient one, but we did defeat one. No, you defeated an ancient dragon. Oh, hey. So this guy's no problem. Right. <laughs> well, you got something to start with a bang next time. Um, Literally. All right. So uh, next weekend we will be pre-recording. Reminder to all of you. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, that won't change the actual stream at all. But uh, also starting next week, just FYI to everybody here uh i will not be home very much so if you need notes and shit like tell me now um but uh yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna we're almost done with the Feywild wild arc it's gonna be great 
We're gonna get Lorkin back, maybe. Yay! Maybe. <laughs> now we will. Yeah. Uh, let me grab my outro thingy. So thank you. You know who's in this crowd, you guys? What? Christine Barago. She is. Yep. She's getting. I'm so Yo, ready to see her. Huge. Oh, she's gonna pitch a fucking fit. Yeah, I'm so ready to see her limit break. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she just bravers some asshole. Yes. Uh, but yeah, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, you can catch us on Twitch 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays and Sierra Bods and podcasts the following Wednesdays when I actually remember to post them. Uh, you can also catch those on YouTube, Spotify, other podcast platforms. Uh, like I said, we will be pre-recording next week. That won't really affect uh, watchers. But then on August 6th, we do not have a stream. Um, I will have an updated August schedule soonish. Um, but otherwise, thanks, 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 thanks. We appreciate you being here. And we'll see you next time. Two combats over the course of three sessions. That's know, a new. Insane. That's a new high for us. Right. Who knows how long it'll be, though. Uh, But yeah, see you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.